Hello, this is Unanimous Indecision. I'm Joshua Troop. It is the best day of the week because we are talking Shang-Chi, the legend of the Ten Rings, uh, the latest addendum to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it will be a great show today. For those of you that it's your first time listening, I just want to remind you that you can find us in many a places, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever podcasts are sold for free. Also, you could join us live on twitch.tv slash unanimous indecision, where you can hop in the chat and hear, share your thoughts and theories about whatever it is we're talking about. Um, let me do something real quick. All right, and right off that, had to do something on Twitch real quick. But uh, otherwise, we are ready to go. And I say we, and I say we every week because it's a conversation. It's the kind of conversation you have around the water cooler at work, the lunch table at school. So you want to talk about movies in your fullest. So we're going to be spoiling things here. And this time when I say we, I mean the royal we, meaning not just me. Uh, <laughs> that's ex- is not the, the exact opposite. We. Yeah, I know. Yeah, okay, I'm good. <laughs> 100% aware. Um, I, I was thinking, I was like, wait a second, wait a second. That almost which is great. why my second personality is talking. Ian Rismondo is back this week. We finally let him out of his cage. It's good um, to be out. Um, a lot's changed in the world since I was uh, last let out. I didn't, uh, I don't know, but uh, it's good to be out. I haven't been it's out be since here. the last Marvel movie. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh i don't know man super excited to be back here i've I've really missed doing these but my schedule has just been way too tight and way too too stressful for this so i really need to focus on my studies but um uh dude i i'm sorry so happy to be back here yeah it's no worries hopefully your internet survives an hour we can only hope um that being said, we got a good show today. Today's show, we talk about a movie in particular, uh, which is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings this week. Um, and then we'll be talking about this past week's movie news, some really good articles. Um, movies moving around again. It's like it's 2020. <laughs> um, but so that should be fun. I don't even know where to begin Oh, I know where to begin. I'm probably going to see Shang-Chi again this weekend. I, uh, as I was, okay, actually, at some point, I do want to talk about, like, my experience at the theater, because that's very For funny. Sure. Um, but I also would like to go back and see it at some point, because as I was walking out, I was like, I really need to come back here and make sure I have all, like, I get the fullest experience. Because, yeah, I mean, there's always the case of where, like, once you've seen a movie, you go back and realize early on in the movie, like, wow, this now makes a little bit more sense. Or, like, I can see that how this one character's motivations are now that i know like how they turn out in the end right um but uh do you mind if i quickly talk about my experience at the yeah theater? go for it go for it okay this was wild so i i had seen this theater uh like as i've been going grocery shopping or going to campus whatever and i'd never been inside and i heard people saying like it's actually pretty nice in there and whatnot so i finally get there to see shang chi and it is it's really nice inside it's a very small theater there's like three uh theater rooms on each side and so I went to see Shang-Chi with a friend and there was like 10 or 12 of us in the entire theater. It was, it was empty. Fun. Um, movie was fantastic. No one like spoke up or whatever. So it was really, really nice. And then as soon oh, as the right. credits started rolling, like we get to the end of the movie, like we see like the watery credits, whatever. I was like, okay, now we, you know, sit for the 10, 12 minutes so we can see the credit scenes and it shuts off. The screen just cuts off. It goes, it goes well, to like, it's done. 
yeah the movie <laughs> stuff it cuts off and then they start playing like the exit music to be like hey like everyone get out of your seats whatnot so like and um two people came in to start like cleaning up and everyone in there is like well no this is a marvel movie like we know what to expect um and we had even someone, if it um, wasn't though like don't get me wrong you're you're on and i don't mean to interrupt you but yeah, um, no go for it absolutely because i know there's more to your story but uh yeah imagine i'm trying to think imagine like a big city theater i guess like atlanta or mm-hmm. it's okay I, you, you I, could say it it's be, really small here there's not it would be here. very hard for me to believe it would happen in new york or la but but no, imagine like imagine like atlanta or I don't know, some like Midwest capital city kind of thing, like um, a Milwaukee or something like you're in the theater and not even for a Marvel movie, but just for the movie in general that you're watching and it cuts off before the credits. Now, just imagine that you're you worked on that movie, (laughs) right? Right. Like those people are from around the world and they just don't show the credits. So I wasn't even thinking. You that <laughs> uh, what the way the place I thought you were gonna go, and I could absolutely see this also being the case. It's just there's some weirdo in a movie theater somewhere in America because there has to be someone that just wants to watch the credits, not necessarily to find themselves or to find a family member, but like if the movie cut off and you're not expecting an, an, a mid or end credit scene, it's just some some movie that there's nothing at the end of it, but they just want to watch about the credits. credits. Sure, absolutely, I can absolutely imagine yeah. someone getting upset about that across the 330 American million Americans. I mean, I definitely think you gotta like. You gotta reveal it. It's like you, well, you gotta you gotta give the artist their credit. You know, like, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Even the the twelfth assistant to Robert Downey Jr. You gotta give him his credit. Absolutely, He's picking up tuna subs or something. <laughs> I do sometimes find it enjoyable to like as we're waiting for the credit scenes or whatever on Marvel films to just like to read some of the jobs and just see like what that person or to imagine what that person's done. Like when you look at like the second, third, or fourth, or fifth, like in yeah. line for whatever position, it's fun. But but yeah, so the uh, the screen cut off. It was just gray. They played like they, the lights came on. They played the exit music, just some like elevator music to get get everyone out. I've never and heard exit music before. It's not exit music either. That's not a thing. But but like when lights come on and they just play music ambiance to like get yeah, just to let people know that it is done and they're not expecting more. Yeah. Uh, and then a girl I know went down to one of the um the people who worked there was like, hey, like. There, there's more can we can we get that put back on and this had happened after uh, several minutes of like why has this happened like are you are you serious right like, you expect the... the fade to black but right, maybe it'll come right. back <laughs> but this wasn't even black it was like yeah. light projector had to turn off just gray right. screen uh, and so people were like knocking on the projector screen. like it was it was not the nicest thing to do but uh and so they they finally after several minutes uh they turned the thing back on they had to this was also an experience because they restarted it so it went back to the opening like um marvel logo as we see all the characters in the new marvel logo and then it jumped through the film so we got to see like 15 seconds of different parts of the film again as the person was skipping through to the end and we finally got to the credits and he skipped around in the credits for a bit um and then he just started it like somewhere in the mid credits and i started freaking out thinking that like hey what if we missed the first one because right. I knew at this point, someone had looked up and said that there are two. And so I was like, what if we missed the first one? For sure. And so they played that for like a minute and then everyone was freaking out. And then they finally set it back to the very beginning of the credits and we watched through. So I was like, okay, finally, we can finally see the credit scenes. We're good. We played through the first credit scene. I was very happy. And as soon as the first credit scene ended, they cut it off again. <laughs> back to gray screen, lights came back on, music what came time, back on. What time was the showing? Uh, the showing was at 6.25. So it like finished at like 8 30 ish because like two hours were you like the last i find uh, that there, seems there were, pretty early but there were you were no like other the last... showings in this room at that later that night there were no other showings in this room 
wonder if the guy um, just wanted to go home. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, and so it came back. It came back on again, and uh, I was like, "All right." To the the girl who had done it before, can you now you got to go out and talk to him again? And she's like, "No, no, no, I did my part. You have to do it." And I was like, "No, it makes sense for the same person to go. They right, established right. themselves as an ambassador of the viewers, communicating with the theater. Like it's always got to be the same person." Well, um, well, I, was I, peer I, pressured. I yeah. So you went. I was peer pressured into going down, so I, I had to leave the entire thing. I went out to like the concession stand. I was like there's there's like one more credit scene like if, can we please get it put back on and it was the most awkward thing i've ever done because i just felt so out of place i don't I felt believe so... that for a second but that's fine maybe we'll see it was very awkward <laughs> that. um and i and they said yeah we'll get on it and as soon as i was walking back in she started shouting across the theater to like find get someone back up there in the projector room and we finally got to watch the second credit scene and then we left and i was very polite i told everyone else to be very very polite to these people because they indulged us our strange request sure. to turn the credits back on yeah good um, on you i mean it's not that strange but like i i paid for the whole man, i of the have movie. never experienced that in a theater ever <laughs> yeah it's crazy uh yeah that's weird that's true. i paid for the credits i better get the credits yeah that's all i paid for uh <laughs> Yeah, I I had a similar experience not too long ago. I'm trying to remember what movie it was. I think it was The Green Knight. No, not The Green Knight. Sorry, Snake Eyes. Okay. I'm looking at a list of the movies I watched. Um, I think it was Snake Eyes. And it was actually at the beginning of the movie. They didn't turn the lights off. And so everyone was like, all right, they're going to, right? And they're going to. And so this one guy went... And just to prove what I was saying that like you've established yourself as an ambassador. So he went and asked them to go turn the lights off about five minutes past and the lights still weren't off. He went again. <laughs> oh man. I was like, good on him. <laughs> See, in uh, that instance, he knew it was his job. He had previously done it and he, right. knew he had to go back out and do it. He's established contact. They know right. him from theater 12. Right, right. Um, <laughs> oh, 12? I can't imagine there being 12 theaters in a, in a movie. <laughs> there were six. <laughs> yeah. I don't actually remember if it was theater 12. I was just God, no, making just, up a number it's from small here. this very expensive theater. No. <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, kind of funny, unique. Because, um, yeah, you're you're right. In, in general, you probably wouldn't have minded um, had it not been a Marvel movie. Oh, yeah, no. The, the only reason I was unique... all is because I know that they're... Yeah. Marvel does this weird thing where they have, like, mid and after credit scenes, so... But it's weird because, like, it is becoming more and more normal in even other franchises, um, and so, like, that that is surprising to me that they would just shut it off. That is something as well, because, uh, like, my last year or two um, in undergrad, when whenever we'd go see a movie that wasn't a Marvel movie, I was I would want to stay for the end because I wasn't sure. Like it's now much more common to have mid or after mm -hmm. credit scenes, uh, trying to train you well. Sequel. Yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> and so what I ended up doing is as soon as the movie ended and lights turn on, I pull out my phone and I'd be like, Yeah, I'll, does this I'll usually Google it. Yeah, it's like I'm definitely interested in staying if there is something, but right, right. And if there's not, then I'm out. Right, for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I feel that I had a calmer experience. Mm. I came in, saw the movie, and I left. <laughs> um, Man, that's very efficient. I like the way uh, I like the, like the way you do things. Yeah, very simple, very simple. Didn't have to confront the theater <laughs> about the lighting. <laughs> right. Well, do we want to get into the movie? Um, or just I mean, we can movie? just move on right now. Like 
that we talked I mean, about we've talked about enough. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's 12 enough. minutes. That's almost a review. I'm excited so. for Eternals now, yeah. Yeah. Wait, what's Eternals? No. <laughs> uh, uh, it was cool seeing the Spider-Man trailer on the big screen. They didn't show us before trailers. Sad. You missed out. Yeah, the trailers were pretty good beforehand. I mean, it was like... Um, I think the new No Time to Die trailer on the big screen was good. I just love that line that they've got in there um, that he says, if we if we don't stop this now, there will be no one left to save. <laughs> um, it's it's such good. a good trailer line. Um, and then I'm trying to think what else. But yeah, so like, yeah, the Spider-Man trailer is really good. The Eternals trailer, super good. Um, but not, nothing like super surprising in the trailers. Um so Shang-Chi, uh, the new addition to the Avengers already, I, that doesn't feel wrong to say. Um, <laughs> well, I don't think Wong is an Avenger. I mean, he might have been brought in. Like, he's I mean, definitely connected. So do you think... On one being... hand, I agree with you. Like like the, 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 the me that adheres to my desires, I agree with you. But the me that adheres to society. Uh, so in the scene in Endgame, mm -hmm. Cap says Avengers assemble to like armies of Asgardians and Wakandans and Howard the Duck. And <laughs> is he actually in that scene? Yeah, apparently. Oh my goodness. Um, I wonder how he got there though. Uh, he actually <laughs> can be seen. Um, in like when the, all the portals open to fight Thanos and his army, he actually can be seen in, in coming through one of the portals. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That, that's yeah. where he says Avengers Assemble. Oh, so. so you're just okay. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like at the end. Oh, gotcha. No, no, no. no. That's that's fine. Yeah, same same scene. Uh, <laughs> no, you're right. I was thinking you were talking about the scene at the in end Age of, of Ultron. Is it Age of Ultron where he goes Avengers? <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I think yeah, yeah. I, okay, no, yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah. about Endgame. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I'm confusing scenes. But yeah, so like he says Avengers Assemble kind of maybe treating everyone like Avengers, which isn't like extremely true because like I kind of agree with you. I don't... Okoye is cool. She's cool. But like, is she really an Avenger? I mean, she's certainly done a lot more avenging stuff now. I mean, we see her role in Endgame as this kind of like very big ambassador to the Avengers um, about things that are going on on the African continent. Um, and then also kind of the way i guess not so much in falcon and winter soldier but uh well she wasn't even in that but um now that i think she about was it, not. um but i guess she's was she only in this most recent episode of what if yeah i think so where again she was kind of like an avengers level character and so it's like it's cool but it's like does she has like responsibilities that are much higher than the Avengers in her priority right. list, not necessarily right. in actual importance, but <laughs> in her priority list, her first priority is to the leadership of Wakanda to the protection of Wakanda. And like, that's not the Avengers purpose. The Avengers purpose is not to preserve Wakanda. It's to preserve earth. Right. <laughs> I, uh, well, I just thought of the line from Falcon and Soldier, Dora have, uh, whatever, whatever they find them jurisdiction, wherever the Dora yep. find themselves to be. Yeah. Um, well, so I can certainly see what you're saying because in the way that I want it to be, I want the Avengers to be maybe, maybe an organization, maybe not at this point. Who knows? I mean, it looks like they're an organization. They have people that work for them. They, whatever, sure. They're a company. 
however they want to say it, whatever. Do you um, think incorporated enterprises, technologies? <laughs> Avengers Enterprises. LLC, Avengers LLC. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I can definitely see that like the Avengers is a core group. They, uh, they were uh, subject to the United Nations and the Sokovia Accords. I don't know if they still are. We haven't really mm -hmm. talked too much about it. Um, and so I want that to be a core Avengers group. I don't necessarily mean we need like six people on it or whatever. I don't care how many people there are on it, but if they are on the Avengers, then that's like, that's their job. That's what they do. Uh, I definitely like the inclusivity of that scene in Endgame where Cap calls all of them and calls them all Avengers, which is fine. Like at this point, they are all coming to fight off Thanos and his army. They're all here for this purpose. It's fine to say Avengers assemble and, and include them all for that. But that doesn't mean that after the battle, they can, they get a shirt and they can go to the headquarters and like, say like, get a room. That doesn't yeah matter. that's a good way of saying it i but like i don't necessarily think that like he should call them all avengers i mean like it's an awesome scene and he's not not gonna be like avengers and everybody else us <laughs> like, right that doesn't roll off the tongue but um it but actually actually i think it's it like i don't th i don't think of dr cho in age of ultron as an avenger and she's very helpful to their cause in that movie <laughs> you know right right well, I think that you can work, you can, <laughs> for people like that and for people who, you know, because the, the actual Avengers, the actual heroes are not the ones that are like cleaning the, the buildings. They're not the one that are stalking. They're not the one like taking day-to-day yeah. -day tasks, um, except for Black Widow in Endgame, who might or might not be the only person still at the facility. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but so, I mean, there are people that work for them that aren't right. considered Avengers. They're Correct. like, so Dr. Cho is fine because she does not, she works for them or works with them. She's not necessarily yeah. an adventure. And so then it goes to the group that like of Asgardian warriors and Wakandan soldiers. But, but I will, I will say, uh, so that's the way I feel. I, I feel like he can say that as an inclusive, as an inclusive yeah. to include everyone for that moment. However, as a direct counter to that, there is both when, uh, Tony Stark, uh, Avengerizes, uh, Peter, uh, right. Spider-Man. And when Hawkeye Avengerizes, uh, uh Wanda. yeah wanda like both of those instances are like you go back out there you're an Avenger. it's very cut and dry that like right. you're an right. avenger now like if you had you could yeah i kind of agree with that that there's like the avengers and then there's the people that hang out with the avengers it's right. like a I, it's like a fraternity you know <laughs> and i have no issue with okoye and actually i'd love to okoye because she's awesome if i if okoye comes yeah. in and hangs out with some of the avengers in I'm okay with her hanging out, but in. I think for her to be like a full Avenger, she has to quit the Dormelage. Unfortunately, right? The, the Dormelage right. are too important. The, do the, do the Dormelage have her loyalty and have her. Yeah. If uh, there's ever a Wakandan villain, the Avengers have to stop. <laughs> like they can't be fighting the the Dormelage to do it, but they will. And so, like, she can't right. play both sides. But the Avengers have jurisdiction wherever the Avengers find themselves to be. Well, that's kind of um, true, but uh, <laughs> well, not not once the not once not after the Sokovia Accords. It all depends if they've been correct or not. Yeah. See, the the difference with with those two statements though is that the Avengers don't have borders when they make that statement. You know, <laughs> right? So, have you heard of the, the charity Doctors Without Borders? <laughs> right. Avengers Without Borders. <laughs> like like Avengers when they go back to Avengers HQ, that's United States soil, and they acknowledge that. <laughs> like yeah. if the United States wanted to extradite them, they could. It would be hard because they're super powered. But like, <laughs> right, right. Actually, 
we got completely off track with talking about the film and there was something important I wanted to bring up in regards to what we have been talking about. Um, and it is involving the, the first end credit scene where, where they're brought in. Um, first off, we're going to start talking about this movie with the end of the movie. We Brilliant. already started talking about this movie with the end of the movie. Um, what a wonderful place to start. That's when, how that song goes. Right? When Shang-Chi <laughs> and um, Katie are are brought to, I guess, uh, Kamartaj. I think uh, so. And they didn't, uh, Wong didn't say they were Avengers. He just said, like, you guys have a lot more, like, on your plates now. Like, you're going to be a lot more busy. Yeah. Um, right. I, I think, so the reason I think that they were brought in in the first place um was because of thanos Be because thanos came and snapped half life away and then it was brought back now that like earth realizes there is a significantly larger threat like there are significantly larger threats out there now when we see people with powers we call them in and we bring them in if thanos hadn't happened like we'd have fury watching shang chi and being like hey he's on my mm -hmm. list like well, i'm gonna keep an eye on him but not necessarily gonna call him in on the index exactly yeah. But after Thanos and after like half the life has been wiped out and half it and it's come back, now we realize there's a big threat out there, or there are potentially large threats out there. That's when we call in all all people and be like, hey, like you should at least be aware of us and you should have our phone numbers so that in an instance, like if you need be, you can call us in or we can call you. Yeah. So that's why I think that's a bit more important. Honestly, I they are straight up adventures yet. Agree with you, kind of from a different perspective. I think. Okay. Um, not so much that like that it's just like 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 i i think it's something specific to shang chi related okay. to thanos that is why they brought them in is because he has this magical artifact that sent a signal somewhere that is true that that's and that signal important. could be sent to a thanos like creature kind of thing as far as wong's concerned right um, no, I, I think that's very important as well. And so, um, whereas I think yeah. if he didn't have the Ten Rings, I don't think that scene happens. Um, I think that if the artifact was the exact same, but didn't send out a signal, I think he'd still be called. I don't know. I, I maybe, but I don't think he should. <laughs> he he not, might still get called, but I don't think he should. I don't think I, I don't, think, I, I don't yeah. think and I don't want him to join the like next time we see him, he has like an Avengers jersey on or something. Like, I, I don't necessarily want that to be the right away. Um is it kind of weird the way it happens also? Like Wong didn't really meet not Chang-Chi, not even really his sister, not not Katie. He didn't really meet any of them, even though he's earlier in the movie. Um, like it's maybe he's had a run in with the sister once where he like signed up to fight, but like, otherwise he, d he doesn't really know him that well. And so it's kind of weird. Like, should we expect blades coming up? Right. Should we expect Wong just to show up to blade out of nowhere and be like, so you've been killing vampires and we're grateful for that. There's this other universe that also has vampires, except it has Avengers vampires. So scarier. If you want to <laughs> like you're hired, like just coming out of nowhere, is that going to be what Wong does? Well, I now? think Wong, like, he absolutely could. And, and I don't, and I don't even mean Wong specifically, but like, it's just a weird idea that this character basically comes out of nowhere and is like, just watching 
I think it's weird, first off, because of the way the movie is, a a significant portion of its events and a significant portion of the use of the magic artifact happened in a different dimension slash universe. Correct. And so when he gets back, I I do not think that Shang-Chi is using the, the Ten Rings very much. Uh, like while while he's back, and so I, I think it's interesting that they were able to find him that quickly. Unless they really were able to just pick up on the signature and whoever held the rings, they'd go and find. It has to be that because the rings have existed for thousands of years, at least one thousand. Oh, <laughs> uh, they said um, it's like over. Did they say something about its year? I thought someone well, or maybe Ruffalo said it was like over. 4, they they said he's like he's had it for years old. Right, he's around. He, he thinks his dad had it for about a thousand years. He's probably around yeah. eleven hundred years. I thought there was another line saying like it's significantly older. Yeah, because he found it, so right, it, right. it predates him like yeah. by a significant margin. Um, but like, so it's been around for a thousand years. The masters of the mystic arts have been around for thousands of years, right? Because like Agamotto is like ancient. <laughs> Um, so the, and they never looked into the 10 rings. Well, maybe it's because they never had a reason to now they specifically have a reason to, which is why I go to it specifically sending a signal out, which is why he comes out. Do you think it started sending a signal because it connected to him? Like, I mean, sure. That's what the movie's telling us, but like specifically, it, yeah. with, with like the second that his dad gifted it to him, whatever. And he put him on as soon as that happened, it started sending a signal. It's kind of weird, right? That, well, that's my thing. <laughs> Again, that's what the movie's telling us that it just started sending a signal, but I'm wondering like what actually it was. I wonder we get, if we get it's the sense not... that almost sentient. What if it right. Right. Um in the way that like the infinity stones should have been. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh the infinity rings. Yeah. They I almost wonder like I feel like out of the things to send a signal out i would have actually thought that it was the death of when Wu. nope oh uh, the the dark thing the yeah monster too <laughs> they, they, they call it like the dark one not the dark one they call it something like that though the, the, dark. the dark tentacle creature yeah um the, the soul eater the head yes. soul eater because the little things were called soul eaters, also. It was actually called. Well, like, those the dark, were the dark those thing. were soul carrier pigeons, and then he is the soul eater. And they went extinct, much much yeah. like the much like the normal non soul ones. <laughs> much like their carrier pigeon, <laughs> their their real world carrier pigeon brothers, <laughs> brethren, they also went extinct. Um, yeah, so. I feel like out of the things to send a signal, it would make sense that like the death of this like ancient creature, the soul eater, that like that would be the reason um, for a signal to be sent out. I, I don't know. Uh, the the whole the whole rings thing that was something I kind of had a problem with in in that last act because <laughs> like honestly, I I thought the might the might the fighting was like really good in this movie the fighting was awesome and then the moment when Wu and shang chi start fighting with the rings i was like i'm less interested <laughs> all of a sudden i have there's like no stakes on this fight like there's so much it went from just like hand-to-hand combat to such a higher scale of fighting that i was like this is so different than the entire movie's been this whole time like <laughs> 
And so I was just like, I, I don't know how to understand this. And then halfway through the fight, half the rings just decide to change loyalties and <laughs> to make it a fair fight. That feels like Deus Ex Machina. Like, think, that's arbitrary. So about that point specifically, <laughs> and now we are really talking to get back the end to beginning. Um, I yeah, think we're working backwards. Yeah, I think specifically in that scene where um, his dad shot five of them at him and he like did some motion. I think subconsciously or whatever, he managed to do something to stop them. Not necessarily he was expecting, but I don't think it was necessarily entirely just the rings. Because we know that he had been... I don't know. The reason I'm saying that is because we know that he had been... We know he knew of the rings. We know he'd been learning bits of the mystical arts that his, uh, of his mother's people. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I think that he... I definitely think the rings are semi-sentient, if not fully sentient. Yeah, you, you could be right but, that you did something in an accident, but I think it still has the same effect in my mind that it's it feels arbitrary either way. Sure, because, yeah, absolutely. Because it's not that he didn't know and we knew. We didn't know either. <laughs> right. So, so it, I mean, and you can see that confusion on his face in that scene yeah, where then he, like, he, he realizes he can actually now control these. And, he's and it's like it could have been dramatic if like we knew that that could happen, but we didn't know that could happen. So it just feels arbitrary. And then they explain that they're sentient. So now it really feels arbitrary because like, what are the rings motivation in this world? Like what, what is their goals? If they're sentient, don't they have goals now? Like, right. What, what's their retirement plan? What's their, well, not, they don't they're like, put me like back in the box. <laughs> put me back i hate i don't I, want it i hate fighting the these rings that are used for combat hate violence and they just want to go back in the box <laughs> I mean, that was pretty much like the whole thing of the the iron giant like is, yeah like is that doesn't be is that what it is but we don't really explore that at all because it's if, like they don't even tell us really that the rings are sentient until the very end what if they are yeah. sentient and they've been like they don't want to be sentient, but they've just been screaming for the past thousand years. <laughs> Kill just, me! Yeah, uh, I did. Just and when Wu is like, like, maybe you will die as others no, die. <laughs> I'd rather have him that no one understands them. Like they're screaming in yeah. a void that no one can hear him. So I thought of something that is incredibly stupid, but I think is very funny to me. And I'm gonna tell it to you, and maybe you'll think it's funny. Probably not. So I, I really hope that the rings can like have that glow up color, whether it's blue or yellow or whatever, when they're not being worn. Because if they're if it only happens when they're worn, this doesn't work. But if they can light up on their own, I would love to see a one shot or just if it's a, a minute long clip of someone, whatever, of Shang Chi sitting in his room, back the in, colors. Well, no, Shang Chi sitting in his room back in in like San Francisco or something, and he has them in different parts of the room, and he just like changes. It's like RGB. He just like changes the color. It's like mood lighting. They're mood like, rings. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's like an Alexa. It's like an LGB lighting. Like Alexa changed color or whatever, and just everything turns to green or everything turns to red. Uh, so that was my funny little thing. I, I do actually it, have a real question. It, it honestly bothered me that they turned to red on him because I thought they looked better blue even on yellow, him. I think. Or yellow or orange. Or, right? Yeah, they're, they're yellow, yeah. yellow orange. But like the blue was like a cool contrast to his very red costume. Right. I do have a question. About Whereas it colors. was very polarizing color palettes. So the, the like rings... Star Wars movie. <laughs> the rings colors were the first thing that made me think that they have some sort of sentience because they, they changed color when it transferred yeah. from one person to the next. The big Q. Right. Does that mean that if um oh, I can't remember his sister's name. Um Zhu Zhu Ling, I think. I, I think. I I don't know. Um, but his sister. Um the if IMDb. she had worn them, 
would they be like red or green or a different color? Would they also be yellow because they're not? Well, she's also silver, right? That's her color that she's wearing. Well, it was like silver or white. Yeah, silver. Yeah. Um. Uh. Probably. <laughs> sure. Why not? Well, uh, we know that uh, her outfit. That's something else we can talk about is how the outfits fit them. But uh, we know that her outfit also has the shortened sleeves that at least leave room for the rings in the future. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting that they went with this. Um, her name is Shailing. I think that's how you say it. I, I don't know Chinese very it? well. X-I-A-L-I-N-G. Shailing? Shailing? I don't know. I'm really bad at it too. Shailing? 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 I'm going to um, probably, I have no idea. Something to that effect. I, I don't From here point out, if I say that name again, I will butcher it because I do not know Mandarin. So 100% same until corrected. Until I am corrected, yes. <laughs> um, but so in the comics, Shang-Chi, because I was like, that character does not sound familiar at all. And so in the comics, um, he does have a sister with a different name. Uh, so like, I was like, weird that they changed so many names in this. Cause it's, and I don't mean like, oh, well, aren't, why aren't you mad about them changing Fu Manchu? No, I'm not mad that they changed Fu Manchu. I'm mad that they changed Zhang Zhu. What, what was wrong with that name? Where's the explanation for why that name was changed? Mm -hmm. Um, Instead, they use Wen Wu, which maybe means something different in Chinese, and maybe it was more fitting to the story. Like, that's a fine explanation. Just tell me that. <laughs> I'm curious. Um, well, actually, uh, tangentially, with, I'm going off of the just tell me that that you said, because we were actually talking before this movie came out about the whole idea of the Mandarin. The Mandarin? And, and, we, and we, you and we, I both wanted an explanation, at least somewhat about the whole mandarin from the iron man movies um we wanted like at least be talked about at least make note of it or something and we got that and i'm really happy we did and it was a very funny scene um, i think the respect this movie gives to iron man 3 is one of the best qualities about this movie um th this movie has a lot of good qualities don't get me wrong um i love the fighting uh, especially in the first half um and but the 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 respect it has for as being a standalone the respect it has for like wong showing up kind of thing and mm. um but the the iron man 3 full acknowledgement i mean we basically got full explainers for iron man 3 like and iron man 1 at that rate <laughs> right like um the the connections to the afghan the F were they in Afghanistan, right? Oh, I guess it was a made-up country, right? Golmira. Well, no, that was a town. It's in Afghanistan. Oh, that's, it's in Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah Golmira's so, a made-up town. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, like, we it, it was cool. It felt like really part of this world and a cool continuation of that story. Because I was having a conversation the other day with someone, and they they're saying like, Iron Man three is the least connected movie to the MCU, and I was like. No, go see Shang-Chi. <laughs> I was like, you're just wrong now. <laughs> um, was it before Shang-Chi, though? What? What Was it the most disconnected movie from the rest of the MCU before oh. Shang-Chi came out? Because I don't... Aside from the end credits scene, I think that uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp might be. 
So that was the answer I gave. <laughs> yeah. And I still kind of give. I Yeah, it is Wasp's origin, and we get like Janet and the Quantum Realm. But the but Quantum like, Realm hasn't been used yet. The quant like, What are you I talking mean, about? Oh, the, uh, the, the end game. What? They can only time travel because of the Quantum Realm. Fair. But fair. Fair. Because of the time vortices. Yeah, you're right. I wasn't really thinking about how it let them travel. You're right. You're right. Ant-Man and the Wasp is just my least favorite yet. movie, but um, it's still at the bottom. <laughs> That's surprising because uh, I uh, remember a while back we talked about it and it was, well, we, you and I both changed our Thor the Dark World uh, complaint. We moved yeah, that up a Thor little. the Dark World I, I, is not the bottom. It, it wasn't when we last ranked it and it's still not now. <laughs> like Ant-Man and the Wasp holds that title. Um. It's hard for me to believe that, like, and it's not like a terrible movie. It's just a bad MCU movie, I think. Um, but anyways, going back to what I was saying. So, like, Shang-Chi in the comics has a sister named Zhang Shihua or something like that. Okay. Again, I don't know how to pronounce these names. I've been calling it Shang-Chi forever. So... I, now, I was in, now I was informed so. that it was Shang-Chi and I'm trying to correct myself. So You're making um, an effort and that's what matters. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was reading these comics with all these authentic Chinese names and I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then I was like, oh, I'm pronouncing them all wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically though, what she does, she becomes like a really big villain very quickly in the comics to Shang-Chi. And she kind of rises to the head of Zhang Zhu's house. Okay. Kind of like the way she ends in right. this movie. And she becomes a very big antagonist to Shang-Chi about like, Hey, father liked you best kind of stuff. <laughs> and now I'm trying to kill you. And Shang-Chi basically gets saved by their like half siblings. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's, there's a lot more family story to tell. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of interesting components that, with the way that her character ends in that end credit scene, and then also you talking about her suit uh, having room for the armbands. Like, maybe we'll see the exact opposite of the scene, uh, where this time Shang-Chi throws the rings at her. Um, and they change the color again. And this time she takes them rather than Shang-Chi being on the beneficial side of the rings choices that feels wrong you know, to say. interesting is if, <laughs> he, if if he if in the sequel he trusts her and she like picks one of them up and puts just like a single one on whatever and it turns blue oh it goes back to when Wu's color Ooh, be that would be better than white to be honest that'd be interesting uh yeah um we've talked so much and barely talked about the actual movie we talked about all, all these hypotheticals <laughs> um but yeah, it was really cool. I really liked uh I like the beginning. Um he's a young guy, a lot younger than I guess I was expecting. Um I think we learned that he's 24. He's 24 in 2024. So yes. Which yes. makes him a Gen Z. Like Peter. Like Peter. I mean Peter's younger, younger of 2001. Yeah, Peter's younger and got blipped. Double younger. Double younger. He is double younger. <laughs> um, that's cool, though. Shang-Chi didn't get blipped. You know, uh, 
And a lot of the flashbacks work in this movie. I always harp on flashbacks because I think a lot of times they're a waste of time. Um, and I think they're pretty solid. I, I think they're not like the one with the mom is really good. And the one, do you think the two, the two with the mom, I should say the one where she dies and the one where when meets her and that stuff, I was more, here's the problem that I have with the movie is that they kept telling me it was Shang-Chi's story. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to lie. It was when Wu's story. I'm sorry. <laughs> when Wu had this crazy character change at the end of the movie. <laughs> right? Like he, he had regression back into his old self. He had all, he had a lot of character dynamics. <laughs> he changed the most in this movie. Um, yeah, there was one single thing and I wish they would have done. It was really good. Um, the way that we saw um, when Wu see that it wasn't his wife behind the, the barrier, mm -hmm. but I, I still think it would have been really, really cool. Just, really to drive it home for him is as the creature came out, there was a very distorted, like a uh, thank you or something, or one more mm -hmm. last call for like one last, like, like help me save me or whatever, but in a very distorted voice. Yeah. Like his wife, uh, just yeah. to really drive it home and really just make it uncomfortable. Yeah. I think it was fine. I think it was good. I just think would've that would have been, been better. For sure. I, unfortunately, when I walked out of the theaters, I like, kind of had some negative thoughts about it. I'm thinking I'm going to like it better on a second watch now that I know everything that happens. So, but, yeah. Uh, and again, I'm going to talk about something that's not in the movie because I'm going to talk about my own thoughts. So about three, three quarters, about two thirds through the movie when, when we was like, Oh, we got to go save her and all this stuff. I had this vision. And I was like, all right, now we have, and now we got this explanation that there's a monster behind the door. Okay. This monster is going to come out. Like you have told us about it. There's no way we don't get to see this monster. So I was like, clearly that's going to be a bigger threat than Wenwu. Mm -hmm. So what I really wanted to happen is Wenwu and Shang-Chi to be fighting them to be fighting and it to really like hit an impasse. And then the monster comes out and Wenwu completely breaks down and is like, oh my gosh, I was wrong about this. But he, I yeah. was wrong. But... As soon as I defeat this, I'm coming back for you. <laughs> and for him to stay evil, even still team up with him, but for him to just stay evil and not get redeemed because like he wasn't <laughs> like, I don't really feel good about it. Didn't feel authentic for him to get redeemed. You know, <laughs> he's not a good he guy. <laughs> I don't think he did. Get, well, in, in my own opinion, even seeing as we did where he relinquishes it and he chooses to like stop fighting his son and give him the, the, the rings because he knew his fate but he also saves his son from like he he's actively trying to kill he goes from actively trying to kill his son to diving in front of his son to save him he does and so he like does. it feels like a redemption arc even but like you you'd really have to ignore some of the things that he did <laughs> And that's only the things that we saw him do. That's only from the last 25-ish years. This man's lived for a thousand years and has been a conqueror for almost all of them. Right. Yeah, it's... And then it begs the question where... 
and and so like that that was something though that like while I was watching and then when it didn't happen when it, when it didn't go with this evil mandarin arc that we would get to see beyond this movie um with him no longer playing in the fatherly role he's just a villain throughout the right, whole movie right. next yeah. time um is something i really wanted to see cuz it didn't really feel like he was much of a villain for much of the movie well it was interesting because it was like the idea of him that was a villain but even he kind of cuts that off and was like i told my my men said they could kill you or i told my men they couldn't they kill, couldn't you. kill you i'm glad i was wrong and it was like well yeah okay then it doesn't really feel villainous like you right. had complete faith in your son <laughs> so it what it seems to me is that the way i'm reading it, at least is that um the Jiling is how many Jiling Jiling uh and um Shang-Chi both like they're no longer close to their parents like they've realized that their father has ruined that relationship but their father For sure no he's not I wouldn't say he's necessarily trying it's more of he thinks it's still there and so like that's why it's, it's coming across a little bit awkward or not because he calls them back he knows that they're like a little bit uncomfortable like, they both ran away for instance mm -hmm. but he thinks that there is still somewhat of a family dynamic yeah where both of them are happy without it yeah and that's an interesting like thing because like he's calling them up and, and like bringing them back to dinner and thinking whatever it's gonna be okay not necessarily okay but you know how, what i'm trying to say and they're both like i'm here because you basically kidnapped me can i leave <laughs> now yeah um yeah he should have if he really wanted he should have visited on their terms and just been absolutely. like right where do you go out to dinner out here <laughs> that would have been, been, been nice um oh. can we talk about how somehow uh their mother managed to make them outfits for what they would be fully grown adults dude that makes no sense that when you pointed that out to me the other day that like so they get to their mother's alien <laughs> alien pocket dimension yep uh, <laughs> when they get there there's suits waiting for them that their mom left them they were he was 10 ish seven yeah so he he was like seven she was like five or four we don't know how young the, she is but, but yeah. when their mom died and somehow their suits that are fully clothed and we're pretty sure that she didn't visit home very often because when Wu wasn't allowed to be there right and we specifically so. were told like we, we got that whole scene of her like looking back longingly saying like she left behind everything to be with us to be with me yeah which which to me implies at least that she wasn't able to go back right it, to me that weird. reads to me that reads she wasn't able to go back at all however but she sent can't... a letter of shang chi and jiling's future dimensions of what <laughs> their measurements for yep. superhero suits so that her sister could make the costumes or something yep. Yep. <laughs> i don't also, know it doesn't make sense that this is the first time in the mcu everyone's always trying to point out to the mcu this is a continuity error this is a plot hole this is and, a continuity and, and this and i sense. i have never really like fully abdicated it but like this little thing i'm like this doesn't really make sense and I don't quite understand it unless someone flat out lied to us. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, aside from that, I really liked it. Uh, I do have something else I'm very curious about. So I wonder if there is something not fully natural about Katie, considering she picked up a bow and arrow very, very quickly, 
and was able to fire a shot with fantastic accuracy a couple hundred yards, which is not incredibly easy to do. It was something that was really weird, I think, in the movie. and Because it's like, she was very much like a Darcy character, kind of. She was very much a Darcy character. And it's not, I think, well, a lot of other people didn't like Darcy, but I enjoyed most I, of Darcy's I love, moments, I love with Darcy. the exception of Meow Meow. Um, you take that moment out and Darcy's fine. <laughs> I, I liked it. And I, I it's about time she gets on page with the Norse mythology. <laughs> you know, <laughs> she, she needs to understand these things, but and I'm um, fine with Katie being who she is in this movie. That's, that's fine. I just, I think there is something to her. that is not quite fully natural. Right. But that's my point is like for like literally two thirds of the movie, she's playing that kind of role. And then in the last third, when they get to the pocket dimension, she plays a very, all of a sudden she needs to be able to fight. She's put in this situation where like, she has to be able to fight. Well, not necessarily and has it's to, like, but she wants to, well, she was given it, but like well, she then wants to, yeah. and she wants to help out the entire time. Uh, I do definitely want a scene of either Clint Barton Hawkeye or Kate Bishop Hawkeye training her because I don't think she's an expert with a bow after four hours of use. Yeah, it kind of diminishes Hawkeye a little bit, right? <laughs> again, again I want it to be clear. She fired a shot at a moving target, probably yeah. about 400 yards, and hit it dead on after using a bow for a day. Yeah, I don't care how powerful that bow is. You, ha you still have to have that muscle strength to, to, to pull it back. And, yeah, and hit that and accuracy have the focus, target. yeah. She doesn't have that. Yeah, Again, I, I enjoyed her character. I thought she was hilarious. I'm really happy she was able to help, and I really like what she It was she definitely was. weird. It just felt like they were like, is, and we want this character to also be able to fight. To it was me, like, why? everything will be fine. To me, everything will be fine if in the future, even in a passing shot, I see Clint Barton or Kate Bishop standing at a range, like giving her tips. That's all I want, and I will be fine yeah, with that. I don't know. It, it was... It was kind of that moment where I also had some negative feelings about this because I was like, it does kind of feel like Marvel doesn't know how to do a standalone movie anymore. Because like, and and I, it's unfortunate to say because Far From Home, which isn't, it's only two movies ago, I think they did pretty well. But these last two they created such a team dynamic in both of them. Mm -hmm. Black Widow is this family of four. Shang-Chi is this family of three with a whole army. <laughs> like, like, and when I say family of three, I'm not including Wenwu, I'm including Katie and his sister because they're all on the same side. But, um, but yeah, like they created this team dynamic in this, and like you could do that eventually like thor incorporates but it's like if you look at the first thor movie yes lady sif and the warriors three help in some fights but they don't help in the biggest fight you know <laughs> like oh did you just lose internet <laughs> i think he might have just lost internet he was nodding uh, but but that's that's kind of a problem I have. Um, oh, he's back. My Safari app just closed itself. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was like, that was a weird way for you to lose internet. You were like still nodding. <laughs> I, I, was I was nodding. I was, I was listening. Feet. And then it just closed. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> You're done here. <laughs> 
Sorry, I, I kicked you out. No, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it was it was one of those things that I was like, here was an original character, and I was really trying to get to know Shang Chi, and like, we created this team dynamic that it didn't totally overshadow Shang Chi's story, but but I think it diminished it a little in my eyes. Um, that that's why th these are the kinds of things that like I hear some people saying right now like this is the best Marvel solo story or this is the best like of the recent Marvel movies outside of Endgame or something. I don't think this is a solo story. Um, and like I don't know, like to me it's kind of still a mid board, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I, mid boards are still like rewatchable five times a week for me. So. Um, also, to but, whoever has said that this is the best Marvel solo movie, and you may have missaid that, but now I'm calling out those people. Did they yeah, watch Iron Man? I don't know if that's. A, yeah, I mean, I mean that, that's kind of how I feel. I was like, I don't know, Iron Man one's kind of a perfect movie, but <laughs> but yeah, outside I mean, of it, but but I mean, this movie has the exact same problem that Iron Man one does, which is the the negative villain concept, where your villain has the exact same powers as your hero. Um, is it just me, or did? Uh, the destructive power of the um, rings seem a lot more damaging in like the first time we see them where he, where they're all riding horses in however many hundreds of years ago where he's attacking <laughs> that settlement or that castle. Yeah, he's holding back. He's pulling his punches or something. Well, because like... he started pulling them or like he launched them and, and cleared an entire pathway to the front gate. Uh, he was like swinging them around to like block arrows and whatnot. The, the rest of the movie, we see him swing like a couple of them and then mostly do like jumps. Right, but so you're talking. A lot of that is about clearing things that don't have mastery over kung fu. You're right. I you I'm are sorry. underestimating the power of kung fu, my good man. That is true. I apologize for underestimating the power um, of kung fu. Shang Chi with the power of kung fu, unstoppable force, immovable object, kind of stuff. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Why was Abomination? in a fighting ring in this movie yeah this uh, movie. <laughs> uh yeah i appreciate it and they made him uh i will say i think i made a comment when the trailer first came out and i was like, I like his look. He, he looks weirder and i i think i was even saying that i didn't like his look as much they it looks like they softened him up a little bit that like they rounded the edges because if you remember incredible hulk he had like bones jutting out of everywhere yeah well i mean if he was um, in that form if emil blonsky remember the name was in that form uh, <laughs> like he put some more meat personal. on his bones. Like he got a, he, he got it. Like he was yeah. eating well. He was eating right for the past ten. I like that years. explanation that you're going with. Um, I don't know if that's their argument for why he looks different, but he, but getting a close up in this movie as opposed to what the trailer showed us. Um, I didn't realize he would look so comic bookly accurate, <laughs> and, and so when I saw him, yeah. I was like. Oh shoot, he looks exactly like the comics. This is actually really awesome. And I didn't quite get that from the trailer, which is where a lot of my I was like, oh, this is just changes for changes sake. But uh now I understand well, why there was motivation behind it and I'm with it. If you want a bit of a different explanation, it's probably But I like the he he decided to start eating right. Right, 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 right. It wasn't right. his first um, time suiting up. Yeah, he's know? he's a professional fighter, man. You have to watch what you eat. Yeah, uh, for sure. But if you want to go with the less of that route, when we saw him last, he had been changed for a very short amount of time. Correct. Again, with an yeah. experimental and wrong solution. Who's to yeah, say that over maybe... the past fourteen years it hasn't changed again? 
right maybe maybe there's a story there with mr blue samuel stearns the leader where they had a couple runs together like they do in the comics frequently the leader in abomination and maybe he was able to soup abomination up a little bit and 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 make him look healthier (laughs) that's true that's true now all we're missing is red hulk and a bomb and we're good i got them all well, She-Hulk, well, she but we know we're getting she's that. She's getting a show. Yeah, yes. So. <laughs> Abomination's supposed to be in that too, which is exciting. So um, I hope and someone Wong tells the... Abomination how to fight, or at least how to fake fighting. Yeah, so so going back to your question, that <laughs> it was like, okay, Abomination and Wong are fighting. Okay, sure, whatever. They got messed up in this I weird thing. I don't know how we got here, but sure, <laughs> cool. But then the ending of that scene where... Wong opens up a portal bait back to Carmitage or something. And he's like, come on with me and you need to work on your punches or something like that. And it's like, wait, what are you like hustling this entire tournament? It definitely seems that way. And actually, so if we're going to talk about like betting and fixing betting real quick, uh, which is a weird thing to know about and to talk about. But if, if like, How do you know? if a bookie <laughs> wants to make money, what they do is they, they shift, they, they either make it look like it's an unfair bout for instance pitting together an abomination with a slightly overweight sorcerer uh which if you if you're just if you're tuning in on the dark web if you're a normal human turning in on the dark web to this fight and you see that thing fighting a human right they'd be like all right i'm gonna bet on that thing well that thing loses and that means whoever was bet like the bookies right, right. The, the odds get a lot of yeah exactly getting a lot of money yeah. off of wong so why wouldn't they like hustle why wouldn't they do that wong's probably making good because well, like this. if they do that pretty frequently people are going to stop you know actually hang on. the tournament will lose credibility didn't <laughs> didn't wasn't there something in dr strange about wong and dr strange getting like a sandwich but wong couldn't pay yeah okay so there you go now he's making a lot of money he, he can now buy his own food. now he, he <laughs> um do you think connective lines man do you think uh, Spider-Man No Way Home when Wong dips, he's going to China? Maybe. 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 Could be. He's like, oh, I'm going on vacation to the fighting rings. Yeah. <laughs> also, so do you think that the Avengers don't know about it? Like, do you think, because again, that's actually a question I posed to you first is like, that seems them, first off, it, whether it's hustling or not, an Avenger, if Wong is an Avenger, or someone adjacently related <laughs> it to the seems Avengers, wrong. probably shouldn't be fighting in a dark web underground fight club. Seems a little unethical. <laughs> well, actually, another thing, I don't imagine the Avengers make a lot of money. Maybe this is how they're keeping the lights on. Yeah, I remember what Sam says. They don't, they, there isn't anything like, maybe they don't question it. Hmm. <laughs> how, how is this money coming in? How are the lights staying on? Who's paying water? <laughs> i want know. there to be a comment i don't actually but uh i want there to be a comment that like oh yeah wong's paying our bills now and everyone's like wong <laughs> like dr strange is like no he's not how <laughs> like, oh. like what <laughs> where <laughs> does he have like a trust fund that i don't know about dude the stuff that we come up as just like what ifs this, <laughs> this should be a what if but the stuff that we come up is some of the funniest stuff to me i like i really enjoy going like could you imagine room. next time sam is like <laughs> sam's like oh thanks wong for the monthly you know <laughs> right 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 <laughs> yeah it can, it can again it could literally be an in-passing thing he doesn't even have to say that but we just see or like in the background of some voice see uh sam walk up to wong and wong like hands him like uh an envelope, an envelope <laughs> or something and he's like all right thanks I'll see portals you. Like, out <laughs> right right 
Like, that would be incredible. And everyone's just like, where is Wong getting this money from? <laughs> Actually, people probably people will probably start to suspect that he's robbing banks. And if you can teleport anywhere, gotta, gotta come you think they'd stop Wong from doing that. They probably would. They probably would. But uh, I don't know. Uh, what else can <laughs> we talk about? Um, the Iron Man three stuff was really cool, and I was very surprised how uh, long a certain character. Um, my name is Trevor. Trevor Slattery. <laughs> uh, that I'm he. Actor. I'm an actor. Um, it's not real. It's not real. The Mandarin. Um, it's, it's a role. Um, said they give me more. <laughs> uh so now i do shows twice a week for the boys yeah so his like kind of three to five sentence explainer of the iron man three events was awesome yeah. it was awesome because he was just like all this stuff went down this was my perspective of it um i didn't know it was gonna be real it was and then the real mandarin broke me out of prison recognizing the marvel one shot that's really cool about the documentary about the fake mandarin um i'll hail the king I was really hoping we'd get to see that character who broke him out also. That'd be cool. Um, but we didn't, which is fine. But uh, but yeah, and so he's like, they were going to kill me, but now... <laughs> and so they're like, you're his jester. And so... Um, and then he somehow can communicate with Morris, which I don't totally understand. He must have done a lot of drugs. That's the only thing the explanation. Well, we I know he did a lot of drugs, considering he says like, "Oh, guys, you 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 guys can see him too." So I'm not hallucinating. <laughs> so like, we know that he at least potentially suspects that he is. <laughs> yeah, he's like. <laughs> I feel like the only way he's communicating with Morris is that he's done so many drugs. Um. And so, like, all that stuff was good. Um, and his, like... The other thing is... Kinda, he was kind of, like... Age. Say that again? Say that one more time? I was, uh, sorry, I, I cut out, so whatever. But I said he, he's looking really good for his age. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was wearing a beard before, so... <laughs> or he grew the beard, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But... No, he's in, like, his, he's in, like, his mid to late 60s. Like, he's looking pretty good for that. Is he? Yeah, well, I mean, he he went to see Planet of the Apes. I know Ben Kingsley is old. <laughs> well, Trevor but. Slattery went to see Planet of the Apes with his with his mother when it, which came out in 1968, and now we're in 2024. That alone is 56 years. Dude, that story was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom told me if, it was it was pretending, and so I realized if I those apes can learn actor, to ride horses, I can <laughs> learn to act. No, if they could pretend to ride yeah. horses, that's what it was. <laughs> he he didn't realize that it was humans acting as. Uh, <laughs> if they can pretend to ride horses, I can act. Humans acting as apes. It was apes acting as if they're riding horses. <laughs> that was such a good line, and like, but he he says stuff like that, but then he also. Had, gives like some really insightful wisdom of like full therapist stuff. He was kind of like a drunken master, uh, which is also kind of a Kung Fu movie trope. Um, so like for his character, they did to kind fist. of have like this drunken master uh, persona about him that he's like super nonsensical, but he's like very wise. 
Um, I see Hershey in the chat. How are you doing today? I uh, hope you're doing well. We're talking about the latest Marvel movie. Who knows when we'll move on, to be honest. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was very surprised how long he was in the movie for. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, it, cool. He he's in the, the jail end. cell and whatnot. And then I was like, all right. And when we leave, we'll leave him in the jail cell. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll come get him later and maybe he'll be part of the end credit scene or something but nope he was part of the whole last act um i see her she doing good haven't seen shang chi so you're kind of tuning out hey no worries we'll get into the week's movie news soon enough um there's some cool articles and some trailers um, but yeah i mean i'm super happy that trevor survived because deep down the arc I want him to, I want an arc for Trevor Slattery. Maybe I'm the only one. Then again, I'm one of the few ones that enjoys Iron Man three to begin with. So, um, I mean, it's actually, a great, it's a great actually, character piece. This character has anxiety. He gets his powers taken away. It's a power taking away story yeah, yeah. trope. Everyone's got to love those, <laughs> but, um, yeah, he, I'm really hoping the arc he goes on is Man. that he, oh, I think you're cutting out. I am. I'm back though. Okay. <laughs> I didn't hear anything you said, but I'll, oh, I'll finish my thought. And then, um, yeah, 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 I, so he, his arc is that he was, he wanted to be an actor. He became a drug addict. He was hired by, um, Aldrich Killian to play a terrorist and actually sort of did become a terrorist <laughs> without knowing it. Um, got arrested for crimes that were actually committed unknowingly and then um, got broken out of prison by the very terrorist he was acting as met him was almost executed, became his jester and then fought in this pocket dimension did fought with quotation marks <laughs> in this like pocket that. dimension against extraterrestrial creatures, um, extra dimensional creatures, I should say. And, and survives. So what I want for him now though, is I want him to go on this arc to where he becomes the actual Mandarin again. And he's like, I'm tired of being weak. I'm tired of being pushed around. I'm tired of all these things. Now I want the real power. I've seen power and I want it. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. You know, uh, that's that's what I want. And then you could bring back Raza. And <laughs> um, that's true. Um, blend it all together. The, the Chinese and the Afghanistan stories of the Mandarin. Blend it all together. So I had something I was going to talk about um, first, and then I had a quick tangent. Um, I I didn't realize how um, much the Mandarin from Iron Man three had affected the U.S. government mm -hmm. because, like, we get the line that like it basically oh, it didn't quite topple. I don't know if that was the word used, but like it like significantly crippled or or something like the U.S. government or whatever. I was like, wow, I mean, that actually the president of the United States was kidnapped. Fair, fair. <laughs> Um, the other thing is, uh, I thought, and it was don't really forget cool. it, the vice president was in on it. Yeah. Um, I there were significant cabinet members that were in on the, the extremist okay, so maybe, program. Maybe it was, uh, 
Maybe also, we do that. see uh, an, an extremist, extremist member fighter in user. the. That was the other thing I was going to bring up is that we saw it in the yeah. in the in the yeah, under that was cool. club. That was a cool nod. Honestly, when I saw that, I was like, "That's enough for me." It <laughs> <laughs> was really good. Uh, it almost felt like a, an Agents of Shield kind of moment because season one does a lot with like extremists and whatnot. Um, we know that. So I'm going to cut now to the very beginning of the film. So. Um, <laughs> We've so finally Katie's, got to the end. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Katie's grandmother very much wants Shang Chi and Katie to 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 become wed. But we've been kind of told this entire time that like they're just really good friends. Do you think that's down the line for them? Like we we kind of saw something similar in uh, in Doctor Strange where it was like a relationship thing, but they never quite made up. They never quite got back together or whatever. Like Christine Palmer. I think I'll be careful with my word. You should always i think he understands where he stands is that he does want her back dr strange i, I think by the end of the first yeah. movie he wants her back because because yes. the way he like kind of obsesses over the watch and like uh reads her emails and whatnot right but my point is that he he's like get her back and i'm not, it's right, not necessarily right. that he wants we haven't her, seen it yet get, yeah. right um it could be an off-screen thing. Happen. I mean, remember Tony and Pepper broke up off-screen and then came back right. and got married. So, <laughs> also off-screen, I believe. Well, they got married off-screen, but the proposal was on-screen. Right, so. right, right. More, um, mostly on-screen. But do you think Marvel is going to leave this friendship as a friendship? Do you think they're going to leave it as that? I think it's a fun will they or won't they? It's kind of the only will they or won't they? And considering we lost, like Sharon and Steve were a will they or won't they? and that's kind of over uh, and, um so like it's kind of the only will they or won't they that's going on right now so it's fine in either way i guess um yep but yeah that was a funny moment um i will say another complaint i had about the trailer that i said was a horrible line delivered i think it worked i take back what i said like i said i hoped i was wrong and i was i was wrong and i'm happy about it when uh aquafina when katie says um we make a good team and i totally thought she was talking to him and i was like what a stupid line for you to say to like your boyfriend or your best friend or something someone you hang out with all the time right but that's not who she's saying it to she's saying it to this garbage garbage truck man that just happened to be around the corner and helped slow the bus down <laughs> and it was like very situational that she was just like I got to say something to this guy. <laughs> I, thought it was fun, I thought it was a fun and line. And so I thought it really landed. And I know I had dogged on that line before. And I, I was like, you know, we don't totally get that scene. Maybe there's more to it. Sure enough, there was. And it was a well-cut trailer to deceive me. And it, it landed well in the actual movie. Um, so props there. Um, also, the idea that they were drivers helped explain the bus scene. Like, that was really solid um kind of a cool speed moment honestly uh, <laughs> that was pretty cool um i don't know it was it was fun little like you know doesn't speed also take place in san francisco or is it la no, no i think it's la the choreography for that bus fight was absolutely fantastic yeah, that's what I'm saying. The 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 just the fist fights, like not the non-magical fights, they're awesome. Him fighting his sister were cool. Uh, him fighting on the bus when they were fighting on the side of the building was crazy. 
Um, which brings me to a point. <laughs> that, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. So he uh, he tells Katie that like <laughs> he couldn't go through with killing the the leader of the Iron Gang or whatever who killed his mom. Mm-hmm. And then later in the movie, he's like, "I lied." Which I guess we're led to assume. I, I was wait. We held on to the moment for so long that I was like. This is a flashback moment where we see him kill him, and that's the one flashback we didn't get. So I was like, "Oh, okay, he does. Weird. He does really but, tease um, it with those words. He says, uh, i 'I'm not who you think I am.' Uh, what I told you before about not going through with it, I did. So like, he does cue flashback. flashback. <laughs> right, right. He could have done that, but yes. it doesn't happen. Uh, and so it was like, oh, he's a killer, and then. Um, he was so he was so upset the fact that he was a killer. He's like, oh, like I've never like that was the that was the life he's only taken. That's the only thing he's ever done. And then, I mean, you go ahead with it because okay. I I don't agree with your argument. So. I love this. So he tells Katie, it's a, like, it's objectively true, I but I don't agree with the conclusion. He tells Katie, I'm not who you think I am. Like I and paraphrasing, I'm a killer. Like again, I killed the guy who yeah. killed my mother. I hope you don't think bad of me. Basically, to her, and then. I'm just thinking of the entire fight scene along the building where he's like hitting guys and they're falling hundreds of <laughs> feet right to their death. And actually for some of those, for some of those were No, he cut out. What happened? Nope, we're losing you. We yeah, lost him on it. See them fall? Wait, wait, we lost you. Back? Okay, cool. Yeah, you're uh, back. For some of those uh no, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, yeah. you hear me? You yeah, hear me? I can hear you now. Cool. So for some of those like shots where we could see the long fall as the person's falling, I, I skipped the rest of the screen. I was focused on the body falling and I was literally just waiting to see like it hit or whatever. And it's bad. Like he definitely <laughs> kicked off. I don't know the number. I would have to go back and count and I really want to, but yeah. he definitely kicked off a few people. Um, More than five of them. Died. I think it's seven, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, but that I was just thinking about that scene when he's, when he's going back and he's like, Katie, yeah. I'm not who you think I am. Like I've killed before. <laughs> punch, punch, punch. Ah, <laughs> yeah um i will say i think there's a difference though yes because um, like that is like actively in self-defense rather than going to seek out this guy to take revenge there um, you can definitely make an argument that there's different and i think morally there is a difference but if moral. we're just going off of the like i did it I right it if it is just i killed people and it's like well yes more than one <laughs> Um, and honestly, you shouldn't you still be hung up about the one from your mother. Like you did this like yesterday, <laughs> right? True. Like there's some fresh ones you should be right. There should be more in the forefront of your mind <laughs> that you might have grown up with, man. <laughs> I didn't uh, even think about that. He probably has grown up alongside the most of these people. Yeah. Like, do, I mean, do you think that... he heard of? Do you think he heard a voice as one's falling? He's like, no, Fred, or whatever. <laughs> Traitor. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> um. Well, that was the thing with like his teacher, right? Like. The 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 masked mute one. I'm pretty sure I saw something online. Is it is that character's name like Death Mask or something? Yeah, it's something like that. It, it's a character that. from the comics. And then we also get Razor Fist, um, <laughs> Taser Face. Um, but like, okay, can we talk about how there was like a two minute sequence? It was a cool sequence because the Mace idea was a really good idea. It was very entertaining and a, a fun and very cinematic moment. But like, can we talk about how the maze sequence is just a BMW commercial? <laughs> Dude, that car looked so good driving through those bamboo shoots. 
Dude, yep. the specific shots they're doing where the BMW badge is so visible. Like, don't get me wrong. Other Marvel movies have specific shots that pander a Lexus logo or an Audi logo. And mm-hmm. you see it sometimes in James Bond. But like <laughs> this two minute sequence, I was like, wow. And we're just still going with it. It's still happening. It's still happening. And then it, at the very end, when the bamboo shoots close and they don't quite make it, and then the the car the slams car, like, through, through and breaks the last wall of bamboo shoots, and there's not a single dent on the car, and it lands in like this river creek, and it skids to a stop perfectly, as if it's about to start displaying safety ratings or something and APR. <laughs> <laughs> i was like what is this <laughs> i thought that was yeah i i wonder how much money that uh was audi paid for being paid yeah. to have this uh, bmw i'm not sure what who i don't remember car i don't it know didn't cars stick in your mind <laughs> to me it was just like the badge is so visible that's <laughs> like, funny um that actually reminded me i don't know why that reminded me but that reminded me of another uh complaint i have with the pocket dimension and what happened there um so uh Shang-Chi's sister again, Jiling. That's what I'm, I don't know. Um, so she's kind of sitting and she's watching like the, the the female warriors fight. And so we get her her aunt coming up. She's like, like first of all, first of all, I don't know how her aunt knows that like generally where they come from, females don't fight. Maybe she left as a kid too. I don't really know. But she says here, like we all fight or, or whatever. And then she hands um, her her niece uh, like a rope dart or at least a variant of a rope dart. Uh, so, which, which, as we know from flashbacks earlier, is the thing that she learned how to fight with. Yeah. Uh, but she never said that to her aunt. Yeah. She, she, uh, that could that could. She not never asked. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's weird. She never asked. Uh, that also could not have come from her mother because because she only started training after her mother passed away because it because her mother passed away. Right. Their dad started training Shang Chi, and then she wanted to follow her brother's footsteps. Started training at night. Yeah. Meaning that her mother couldn't have told her aunt. So literally, her aunt came up to her and said, hey, like you can fight too, and handed her the one thing that she's really, really good at. Right, what are the odds? Yeah, that, hmm, true. That's another one. It, the aunt. There's something the aunt. about the aunt. <laughs> maybe kept, she was watching over them. them. Yeah, yeah so she's keeping an eye on them, maybe. That, that I guess, fills both Which actually holes, does but... something else. Because another question I had, but I could explain away as just genetics or whatever, but how did she recognize them absolutely immediately? Like she might have seen them as kids or something. We get the line like uh, to Shang Chi, "You look like you look so like your so much like your mother." Yeah, but so also, I guess he looks so much like their mother. I guess, but <laughs> just to be able to immediately recognize some people will, like drive up to your village, step out of the car, and from far away, you're like, "Up, oh, that's that's my nephew." Who else would it be though? That's fair. You're right. You're absolutely right. How so many people are walking into their village? So maybe there is something with the aunt. Like maybe she kept over yeah. them or whatever like watched over her sister's kids like after their after her death or something yeah maybe i don't know yeah That'd it's cool. a little blurry some of those details i guess so i guess also, how did the village know that, that the mother passed away yeah i guess we gotta think that 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 does kind of solve all of it if the aunt was keeping an eye on them. if the aunt was keeping an eye on her sister maybe and then her sister's kids or whatever that could explain mm-hmm. it Aside I would explain that, all of it. Yeah. Otherwise, it's weird. That's not too bad. All right. There's no plot holes now. We're back. <laughs> I mean, 
that kind of does fix it actually it really does fix um, a lot of the a lot of the issues <laughs> yeah all right we're back all right fully enclosed canon we did it yep it only took us an hour <laughs> um man what was the other thought i was having about that oh i'm not quite sure i'm a little confused i'm not quite sure that like women weren't allowed to fight I thought it was just that women couldn't fight with men. They couldn't train with men. Because it's not like Wenwu's ever angry that she's a capable fighter or anything. No, like, that's true. Like, that's he's true. never fed up with that. And so I think it was just the separation aspect. Well, we didn't see... Well, the movie made a, a big point to show female fighters once uh, she had taken over the, the Ten Rings. But again she kind of has them fight separately a little she bit. does she does but also we do get the pan where it's the women first and actually the person i was sitting next to was very happy that it was like all women and then actually this said oh well i don't care anymore she actually said that <laughs> when, it, when it panned to the guys um yeah so that was fun that that's but, why um, i that's why i think it was just because it, but I, I don't seen, think it never was seen female fighters before we don't there. see fe it, it is an issue that we don't see female fighters thing it's a stormtrooper thing that they're there we just don't see them yes yeah i i agree i think that's what it has to be and then i think what it's actually saying at the end is that she is becoming her father and that she is still separating them out she's still doing like that. same same but different you know like <laughs> um that like yeah she goes back to separating the women and men fighters i like that explanation actually that she's really um, going into the role of and it's like sure she okay, may be okay. unlike when Wu, who favored the men maybe she favors the women just because you yep. know <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well if there's but, one thing that she's proven in her life she's an extremely competent fighter for sure so for sure she probably wants to raise one up to uh, her, her standard um, which absolutely like i'd be terrified of literally every single one of them I also love those weapons that the men were using. I should say, the, um, oh, what is that I called? don't know what they're called, but uh, jet swords. Yeah, from Avatar: The Last Airbender, <laughs> the hooks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're they're cool weapons. Um, I was waiting for someone to do the move that Jet does that doesn't make sense, where he Which, flips people <laughs> as he walks true. past. I was waiting for someone to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um the, funnily enough that's not the only connection uh to avatar the last airbender well there's just airbending in this movie <laughs> there is just airbending funnily enough that's also not the the other, only other connection uh yeah. the 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 actor who played the teenage uh shang chi is going to be playing the live action zuko in the next oh, adaptation right Ooh. so I think, well, it's just fun little things it's not it's necessarily cool. a direct connection. good for him getting some acting credits yeah. uh, before i mean maybe he has others but he has uh, some he he did some stuff in some netflix tv shows okay i don't know because i don't watch netflix here's another one yeah um yeah i didn't quite <laughs> understand the airbending stuff if i'm being honest i was like i get it that you're very you're more centered than shang chi is but why are you channeling the wind? <laughs> what is I would happening also here? Accepted that a bit more. There's something. There's magic in the blood. Sure, yeah. but I would, I would also expect accepted that more if it was just in the pocket dimension. But I'm pretty sure he's going to be able to do that outside the pocket dimension too. Yeah, and I that I question a little bit more because otherwise he's actually doing magic. Um, yeah. Now, something. 
Now, don't get me wrong. We, his character has ties to a lot of magical right, stuff right. with like the hand and whatnot. But we could. I don't say know. That. I think the best parts of his character are so grounded in his alcoholism, which we don't see in the movie, and <laughs> and his just willingness to fight with kung fu. Um, there is something else that kind of relates uh, Talo and the people to magic that we know exists within the MCU. And that's as they drive through the waterfall that we get this like shot of a cave and then the mm. portal opens up in the circle that we see that, that we know and expect from like Dr. Strange and, and that it's side not of sorcerers. quite the same because we don't see the orange band around. Well, there's it. no orange. It's blue and it's water. Right. Yeah. But, but, it, but it opens it opens yeah. in the same exact circle. Like it starts at the in a similar graphic. Yeah. Yeah. Which so I to me that shows that there is a connection to what they do. So it's, yeah. it might be sorcery. Yeah, for They're sure. They're all witches and they should be burned at the stake. Wow. Yeah. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, as someone who's not super familiar with the Shang-Chi comic book lore, mm. I was the entire time watching the movie, I was like, this feels very Iron Fist. <laughs> like they were like, hmm, this mystical land, there's a protector, hmm, Kun Lun, there's a dragon, there's a dragon. heart of the dragon. <laughs> I was like, this is they they even called the dra I'm pretty sure Shao Lao is called the Great Protector, and their dragon is called the Great Protector. I was like, is that Shao Lao? <laughs> I definitely was drawing comparisons to Iron Fist throughout it. I didn't think that they were like copying and pasting kind of and just changing names. To me, what because we're told in the Iron Fist show that Kunlun is one of the seven cities of heaven. Right. And so what I was thinking is Talo is another one of the seven cities yeah. of heaven. It's not, which okay i was wrong but then but it's like weird my thought it's was so similar exactly it's it's extremely yeah. similar to iron fist in, in his lore and so i was yeah, yeah. when's in I the mountains really like, versus the bamboo forests right there's a difference i did really like the look of the dragon that we see because that is probably the most like photorealistic or i don't know that's probably the wrong term but the real realistic looking like Chinese dragon that I've ever seen. Cause every yeah. time I see one, it's always been animated or it's, it's the, the sky serpent kind of right, dragon. Right. But we, we see it rendered as realistically looking as possible. Which yeah. Is really it, it was cool because we, we often see the westernized wyverns. Yes. Um, but it was cool to see the sky serpent in its way, which is more traditional, I think to, I mean, I mean, may, maybe, there are a couple wyverns in Chinese folklore also, but I, I think the, the, most the, of that we know are sky The wyverns serpents. are English. The wyverns yeah. are, are basically English, not necessarily mythology, but like folklore and whatnot. So and then the sky serpents are... Cool to see the sky serpent for sure. Um, I didn't think we would actually get to see it because they were talking about it like all in the past and then they were like, right. and we used its scales to do this. <laughs> I was like, oh, it died. <laughs> I was like, it's so sad. <laughs> It all did it, it didn't have red scales though, did it? Um I think maybe it was like maybe blue. when it sheds it turns maybe. red. I don't know. That's fair. When the scales like die, you know. <laughs> um they also seem to have not necessarily like storing kinetic energy, but they definitely respond to receiving energy. Uh in a way similar to like Black Panther suit. Vibranium, like, yeah. Right, right, right. So there's definitely something going on with that material. The dragon's made out of vibranium. <laughs> it's a very heavy dragon. I don't think it's going to be able to yeah. fly. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't like necessarily have a problem with it, but I do think there's like a danger of too much of these things, like the 
the ten rings calling out as a beacon, the um the scales, the dragon scales behaving similar to vibranium. Like I don't have a problem with them inherently, but I do think like you're we're creating too many artifacts that all do the same thing and it's becoming very vanilla kind of thing. Um yeah. It, I should say it could be. It's not right now, but it could be. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I have really anything else to say about the movie. I thought it was good. It's enjoyable. I'm going to go see it again, things, but... and I'm hoping I like it more because it won't disappoint my expectation of Wu not being redeemed um, or not, not even tried to being redeemed and surviving to be a really bad dude in the future but instead we kind of continue a uh, problem that a lot of other people point out which is that marvel kills all of its villains off <laughs> uh which they do pretty frequently it is unfortunate something else um, if you go on the marvel the marvel studios subreddit which is all about the mcu uh, a lot of times there's just different compilations not compilations but like um collage also not the right word basically there'll be photos of like different characters and, and saying like these are these characters all have this in common and there, a lot of sure. times they'll have different villains or whatnot so there's a couple that i've seen before over the years which are just all the movies up to that point and sometimes even like the tv shows tv show villains and it's each villain like a picture of them and like at the bottom of their image what their reason for villainy was like what was their purpose why <laughs> why were they this and i believe at least within this the movies um and they're all like one word answers or one or two word answers. Right. right, right. But um, like every our greed them, or. Yeah. Every single one of them was different though. What was their sin? kind of? And thing? I believe uh, Shang-Chi's was family. Like if I had to make my own, I would probably say family. His weakness. Yeah. And I believe family has been done before. So that, now I'm upset. But no. By but, uh, Loki. <laughs> um, I'd, ha I'd have to really think. I'd have to find an image. Is Loki really the one that's one. family? I feel like Loki's reason for villainy is family. Maybe it might be. I'm um, not sure. Justin but... Hammer? No. <laughs> <laughs> Malekith? No. <laughs> Malekith. That's the one. Ultron. The one. He just wants a son. No. <laughs> not really, but um, <laughs> he just wants daddy's approval. You know. Um. Trying to oh I guess vulture vulture could have been family. Right. I'm back. Oh, uh, that's true. That's true. It could that also be greed. <laughs> well, I think it probably was family, considering the greed was to support the family. It wasn't necessarily yeah. greed for greed's sake. Right. Like because he even says, like, I, we do this so like we can support our family, whatever. I don't know. They've got a pretty nice house. <laughs> Where do you think In that money New came York. From? Where do you think that money came from? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Wong. Wong. <laughs> Wong's, got, Wong's got a side business, a bunch of side businesses. Yeah. Hey, when you can teleport and you don't need time to like get between places, you can, you can get, get a lot, lot more done. time on your hand. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Uh, um, but I think that's all I have to say at the moment until I watch the movie again. Yeah, so um, maybe one day we'll do another ranking of our MCU movies, maybe in a couple more movies. Um, we'll have to rank the shows in with it and just do the MCU products. Ooh, yeah, that's true. Um, 
and we'll be able to do character arcs now because because I remember I think we both I don't remember if either of us had Wanda in our top 10 character arcs, but we both discussed that like she easily could be. Mm -hmm. um, I don't remember if she quite cracked the top 10 at the time. Honestly, I had forgotten we had done this, so I have absolutely no memory of whether she was in the top 10 or not or near it. Yeah, because I think it was even before Endgame. So. Yeah, um, but that, that sounds like a lot of fun. We should definitely do that at some point. Yeah, I guess there's been a few movies since then. So, um, yeah, maybe maybe next year, maybe maybe when we have a small break between MCU things. Um, otherwise, though, this is the time we've see we don't always get to talk for a long time about a particular movie, especially when I'm by myself. It's hard to have a conversation by yourself, but when Ian's around, we have an hour and a half conversation about a Marvel movie. That will, I'm sure, will make callbacks to every other time that and he's a on. Solid 15 to 20 minutes of it was me just going off on tangents and talking about things that made absolutely so. To sense. go off on a tangent, <laughs> a, <laughs> um, yeah. So we're gonna hop into some movie news of this past week. But before we do so, I just want to remind everyone to rate, review, subscribe, follow wherever you're listening to us: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Twitch.tv/slash Unanimous Indecision. Really helps other people. Uh, find it and it, I really appreciate it if you're enjoying the content I'm delivering uh, and we can help grow this community and grow the conversation also like the Facebook page join the Facebook group so that you can get notified about every new episode all right Ian do you want to do the news uh sure I can uh, I can start with it it's been a while so the accountant too is reportedly in the works of Ben Affleck and John Brenthal our boy Johnny. Oh, I didn't even put an article for the first one. That's fine. Oh, well, then I skipped it without <laughs> knowing that it was there. So we're going to talk about this one. So yeah, that's fine. it's uh, it's been rumored for a while that um, The Accountant was going to get a sequel, but now we have confirmation that it's actually in the works. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to uh, – yeah, so uh, the, the director, Gavin O'Connor, has confirmed that he's closed a deal to make a sequel to the sleeper hit in 2016 – from 2016. Um, and he said apparently that he's always wanted to tell the story of Affleck's uh, Chris Wolf as a trilogy, with uh, focus moving towards the relationship between Wolf and his uh, spoilers long lost brother Johnny Bernthal. So cool. it's it'll be really exciting to see this. Uh, I actually haven't seen the first Accountant, but I love John Bernthal from what I've seen of him from The Punisher and what I've seen of him on social media. So I'd be really excited to see this. And I'm really I like doing things in order. So in order to see this film, I would probably go watch the first Accountant. So. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Um, I watched the other day. It's not state. Well, I did watch State of Play, which I think also has Ben Affleck in it. Mm -hmm. um, that's not the movie I was thinking of. <laughs> uh, the Sum of All of, of All Fears. Um, I watched the other day with Ben Affleck and Morgan Freeman. It's a Jack Ryan movie. Um, interestingly enough, um, what was Michael B. Jordan's Apparently character in? Um, uh, John, John, um, what movie? In Without Remorse, John Clark, right? John Clark in Without Remorse, Michael B. Jordan. I saw that film, right? I'm pretty sure I did. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it's not, um, but yeah. So, uh, it's really cool because uh, I was watching this older Jack Ryan movie. I know exactly who that is. Yes, that was John Clark. So I was watching this older Jack Ryan movie. 
um also tam tom clancy products mm-hmm. and i was just watching it because i was bored and i was like hey ben affleck's in it morgan freeman's in it how bad could it be um i was watching it and sure enough there's a character john clark shows up and it's played by lee schreiber <laughs> and i was like oh also wow. cool <laughs> that's pretty cool um so I was like, wow, that, that was, that was, this was a lot more fun than I expected it to be. Um, but yeah, so talking about that though, seeing Ben Affleck kind of in that spy analyst role um, in that Jack Ryan movie, I was like, kind of want to go check out the accountant. And then we get this news. Um, so I was we actually like, hmm. have a, uh, we, have, we also, in addition to hearing this news, we have two sentences ish on what the third movie is going to be about that he Ooh. said like in that interview. So okay. he said, uh, and the third movie is going to be, I call it Rain Man on steroids. The third movie is going to be the two brothers, this odd couple. Uh, the third one is going to be a buddy picture. So there we go. We got a little bit of a, uh, okay. <laughs> what movie three is going to be in the trilogy. Wait, so two will be an odd two couple? Is going to be, no, 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 no. Two Wait. is going to be whatever two is going to be. We don't really know. But he oh, said okay. the third one is going to be the odd, this odd couple of the two brothers. So they'll the actually couple. be on the same side now on in three, I guess. Probably. Um, That's or at least, at least together. <laughs> It'll be... Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I want to check it out, especially if they are going to be keep developing it. Might as mm-hmm. well. Um, but yeah, if you want to go to the original first article, <laughs> I just posted. Oh God, I gotta go find that. Yeah, I uh, apologize. I am looking down constantly. I'm reading on my phone, considering my laptop is still yeah. kaput. Uh, so I, yeah, I have a really janky setup right now. <laughs> hey, I was impressed. Um, <laughs> I thought it was going to be much worse. And there we go. Uh, did is, did you edit it? All right, I could do it. It's yeah, but you fine. Could go for I it. didn't Please send do. it to you, so it's my Please fault. Do. Do you want to do that? Um, mostly talking about Shang-Chi of the box office, but also ah. summer is coming to a close. We are now in September. Um, so the September box office is pretty much established. Uh, $1.75 billion, which I don't know, maybe sounds low, maybe sounds high. Who knows? It's not the lowest on record um as disney and its subsidiary studios um rake in about 600 million dollars of that even with its controversial day and date model uh so shang chi and the legend of the ten rings i want to talk about this i don't talk about box office every week i only talk about it if movie does particularly well compared to expectations or com- uh particularly poor compared to expectations but uh, I think the expectations around Shang-Chi were around like 60 or 70 million for the weekend. And let's not forget, it was an extended weekend. It was holiday. So you get three full days. Um, so it, it surpassed by Ooh. quite a bit. Ooh. Close to $95 million, almost a $100 million opening. Um, which I think we still haven't quite seen. Um, uh, did we not? Domestic. Okay, then no. Yeah. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I was like, mm, I'm pretty sure I've heard of some of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's... Wait, so so now... Five was just domestic? 95. I'm pretty sure it was domestic. domestic. Yeah. Do we know what it is worldwide? 
Um, Are you getting that in like 20 seconds that I just, I, I, I don't know if it's in the article, uh, but because gotcha. I'm, I'm now curious just to know. Um, yeah, so it, it has the best, uh, it, it uh, I think is like one of the best weekends, best opening weekends, I think of the mood of the year. And then it all, it's also the best Monday, but I mean, it's competing really only against the other holiday Mondays. So, cause Did it's you, like everything else isn't going to come close. Right. Right. Did you say the worldwide? Uh, I, I cut out for that. Uh, no, I'm still waiting for the page okay. to look. Um, uh, it was about, okay, it's currently at 56 million international. Um, domestic wow. has moved up to 101 million. Wow. As we add a few more days to that. I would be curious to know how it did in China, considering there was a lot of buzz online about people in China not liking it because they thought it was going to be a very like um, offensive American movie. Kind and, of, yeah, like an American uh, view of what Chinese culture and, should be. Yeah. And so they were going to really try and Chinese it up. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'd be interested to see it, if people, when people go and see it and if words are to get around, I'm curious to see how they take on what their takeaway beyonds. Yeah, I'm definitely curious what what their thoughts are. I don't think it'll change my opinion, but <laughs> no, um, it's just something that I'd just be interested in knowing. Right, right, right. Especially since, especially since some of the things they were saying very early on were kind of ridiculous, in my opinion. Um, like they were still asking if Fu Manchu is going to be in the movie um, a month before the movie came out, and it was like, no, what don't you understand that Fu Manchu was written out of the comics? 60 not 60 but like 50 or 40 years ago like what do you not understand about that he wasn't written out of the comics for him to come back 40 years later in a movie (laughs) it's not quite the same as someone like well because the movie like the a version of that character not necessarily that one but again like a renamed and and reimagined version of that character is showing back up but that's like someone talking up or i don't know like completely talking or bringing up some of disney's old really racist films like song of yeah. the south and whatnot like we we know it exists like there's nothing that can be like it was made right um but since that they've gone to great lengths to move on diff- from like, it move on and, and push that away from themselves yeah um and, and I, marvel comics has done the exact same thing and people are yeah. like now bring up the past and it, it just felt like such a oh, an ignorant question that it was like do you really think that this multi-billion dollar franchise is just going to be like, we're going to do that? Yeah. Especially a franchise that cares that much about the Chinese market. For sure. Like, like what a naive question. And like, is this, you're really, like, I want to know like what percent chance they really thought that was possible. Because for me, it was zero. Zero. Absolutely zero. They were <laughs> like, never going to do something. Uh, Th- they wouldn't. They would not do this just on because they're trying to get. I mean, I don't. I don't know about like. I, it's it's not a great character. It's a very racist uh, name to have and a very racist like a view of a Chinese character. Right. But if they want it to succeed at all in China, knowing that it will be shown in China, they would right. be like, yeah, like we're not doing that. That's like we can't. <laughs> right. Like, if you want to release this movie in China, you're just not going to do that. So okay, they shouldn't do it in general, but but especially <laughs> yeah. if they want to show it in China, they shouldn't do this. Right. Yeah, and so That's like question. the the fact that they were like concerned about that, I was like, are all of their concerns not substantive? 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know what all their concerns yeah, were, I but, but I read that one. I just thought it was absolutely ridiculous. Um, so though with this high box office number, though, a lot of people are considering, I mean, I think even, uh, I'm trying to see if in the articles I sent you, it was related to something. No, it wasn't. <laughs> okay. Um, I think there was a movie theater or movie studio. Oh, no, 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 no. That's no. something else. Um, but basically looking at the success of Shang-Chi, like it, it seems like every movie we get a success of, whether it's a success in the streaming world or a success in the theater world, everyone uses it as like, this is why the theater model works. This is why the streaming model works kind of thing. And so in this latest success of a not day and date release um, and turning out Buku Bucks, um, they, everyone's claiming now that the streaming model is not the day and date release method isn't viable. Stream model isn't viable. Now let's remember there's different variations of the streaming model. Uh, HBO Max is his day and date with no additional cost to the HBO Max subscription. The Disney Plus is they're, they're milking thirty bucks out of it unless you're on premiere and then it's fourteen. Right. And so like yeah, they're they're They've got the extra cost there. And so I personally do think it's a win for the theater industry, considering we had Black Widow only two months ago. And that didn't do. And it didn't do very well. well. It's basically the same IP, arguably more popular. I would have oh. contributed if I had not been in lockdown. And like, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just like, I, I remember a week before Shang-Chi came out and I would tell people I was going to go see Shang-Chi. They're like, who's that? If I told people I was going to go see Black Widow, they knew who it was. And so I was like, maybe this movie won't do as well as I thought. And then it turns out a huge profit um, or starts to revenue. Um, there you go. And so like, I kind of think it's a pretty big success. But uh, yeah, we can move on yeah. from this, I think. Uh, if you actually, you brought up a couple times uh, talking about like the controver controversiality. That's not a word, is it? I don't know. About the... Uh, <laughs> uh controversialness nature, controversial nature of the day and date release and the next article is actually talking about that uh from the one and only patty jenkins mm. uh, who's not a big fan of the day and date release uh <laughs> and she says that um the way that it worked out for wonder woman 1984 was like the best of all the bad choices possible so yeah. She's like she's not happy with it, but of the choices available, like that was the best they had. I mean, let's also remember she made this decision. I mean, she didn't really make the decision, right? Right. But the decision was made for her almost a year ago. Like we're in September now. That decision yeah, was made in, I think, release. November for a December release or something like that. So yeah, like she's absolutely right. It was the best choice in a bunch of bad choices, and Although it significantly hurt the film. Yeah, in that same sentence talking about the best of bad choices, she also said it was a heartbreaking experience. Yeah. So while while she's trying to say like it, it was the best of bad decisions, bad choices, that she is still not happy with the way that it Oh. <laughs> we lost him again. Um his internet just closed again. <laughs> I know he's got to get going here soon, um, but maybe he'll share some few last thoughts. <laughs> oh, man.
Your internet's teasing you. <laughs> yeah, something. Or Safari doesn't like that I'm opening StreamYard on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It. Uh, I'd be curious to note uh, how much of Warner Brothers slate for 2022. Do, do, do we know about that? Like how much of it, is that, if that's going to be day and date or if that's going to be. It's not. Or... They've already announced it won't be. Okay, so it's okay. So it's going all the theatrical. Um, yeah, I, I'm okay. pretty sure that's finalized. I could be wrong, but they were like in talks with AMC to do the 45 day window and. Um, All right. So that's becoming very standardized and Disney's finally getting on board now with their Black Widow lawsuit and Shang-Chi. <laughs> right, uh, right. As their experiment. Um I didn't call it that just to be clear. Uh, <laughs> but uh yeah, I I think though it's you also got to remember that like again, it's never even the 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 streaming model the day and date releases isn't just about streaming it's not that's only half the argument the other half the argument i think is a significantly larger portion of the argument and not a lot of people have it when they discuss streaming versus theatrical releases and it's that shang chi is in a piracy free environment more or less like I won't say there's zero. I mean, it happens. But like, like uh, we, you can go back to like, the really old school camcorder in the sleeve as you're as you're like, you're not getting 4K quality. True, true. From torrent websites. True. Um, and so like, yeah, Shang Chi's being really successful because there's finally some faith in the movie theater industry. So yeah, uh, absolutely. Um. And it's it's interesting because like um, as the case uh, cases with the pandemic do start to increase again, um, and there's some worry in the world about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting though that like there is desire to come back. Maybe maybe it's not today. It's but slow, there is but desire getting... to come back. Yeah. It is showing that the theater industry is still plausible, um, or at least an attempt will be made to yeah. try and keep it going. Uh, I do have to step out. Uh, I have to to head on out. So I appreciate you having me. All righty. Um, yeah, we appreciate that you <laughs> could join this week. I mean, it wouldn't have been an hour and a half conversation without you. Fair. I, um, I, I, I'm I glad we had that. It's, no, it's <laughs> a lot of fun. Um, I, I hopefully will have my laptop next week. So maybe this will be a little bit of a, mm-hmm. I won't be dropping out a couple times, mm-hmm. but um, I appreciate having me on and uh, hope the rest of it goes well. Yeah. I appreciate that. You have a good one. Have a good you rest too. of your day. Peace out. All right. Now the show can begin. I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, Patty Jenkins continues saying that she makes movies for the big screen experience. Don't don't forget the people that make these movies, the directors, the actors, everyone who contributes to the making of the film is making it with certain level of expectations. And for a majority of like films history, the expectations was that big screen experience, that communal big screen experience. And the artists still want that. And that's becoming very clear with all of their discontent uh, towards the day and date releases, towards the streaming model. So, yeah, I mean, she she's pretty angry about it. It's good for her argument that Shang-Chi did very well um, because maybe it will uh, continue to encourage things. Um, the, some people even compare 
movies to a sports event that oh you could watch a sports event on tv but um then some people say that you can't because you know there's a a movie is designed around certain dramatic events it's scripted into be a very dramatic story um Whereas sports might have dramatic moments, but they're not scripted. So you never know which ones are actually going to have it, you know. Um, but yeah, so we are going to move on to the next article. I'm a little haphazard here. Uh, we had two trailers. We had the Red Notice trailer. That is the uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Gal Gadot, uh, and Ryan Reynolds movies. Uh, movie. Um it's a little confusing. It looks like a fun movie. Don't get me wrong. They're all great actors. I enjoy every one of them, and I'd see any movie with them. But uh, it looks like a fun spy movie. Looks pretty humorous. It almost kind of feels like a Hitman's Bodyguard kind of feel. Uh, there is one moment. So I guess Dwayne The Rock Johnson is playing some like Interpol agent or CIA agent. Ryan Reynolds is red-noticed. Gagadot's red noticed they're these wanted criminals. Um, I guess Dwayne the Rock Johnson's character gets Ryan Reynolds' character first, and then he makes him a deal that hey, um, if you help me, maybe I'll help you out uh, to go get this this woman. But there's a line that like just didn't make sense to me in the trailer where he was like, "Once you've been red noticed, I'm the only one that can catch you." And it's like, wait, if you're the only one that can catch him, shouldn't Ryan Reynolds' character still be working against you in hopes that like you die? So that if you're the only one that can catch him after you're gone, maybe there's no one. <laughs> um, so it was weird, but it, but it looks good. That's a Netflix movie, I think. Um, the other trailers, Leonardo DiCaprio and a handful of others, uh, don't look up. It seems like it's a disaster movie, a little comedic. This is a weird trailer because it feels it's made by uh, I forget the person's name, but they made like Step Brothers and um, I forget what the other comedy that was listed in the trailer was. But yeah, they had like worked on so many other comedies, and then like it starts with like Leonardo DiCaprio's character having a panic attack, and like is very weird because all the other characters are pretty comedic in it. They're like, your breathing's giving me an anxiety attack. And it was like, it's very weird because all the other characters seem like they're in a comedy and the scenes we get of Leonardo DiCaprio's character seems like he's playing this very dramatic role. And it's like, what is this? <laughs> uh, so I don't know how that's going to be. It looks very strange. Uh, at first I was like, oh, wow, Leonardo DiCaprio is really going for something here like he always does, which is awesome. And then everyone else was just like laughing. And I was like, hmm, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> so I'm not too sure. Maybe I'll have to wait till the second trailer on that one to give it a seal of approval. Unfortunately, we got to talk about movies moving around. Top Gun Maverick, a movie I'm very excited to see. Mission Impossible 7, a movie I'm very excited to see. The two Tom Cruise 
blockbuster movies. I bet that's a term no one really uses anymore. Um, Top Gun moves from Thanksgiving to Memorial Day of 2022. Mission Impossible 7 moves to fall 2022. That stinks. I was really hoping to see them this year, but they're moved. Um, it's really unfortunate. Yeah, so uh, Top Gun is Memorial Day and Mission Impossible 7, September 30th of 2022. Uh, we've been waiting on these movies for a while, uh, kind of like a lot of these other movies. Um, that I think they were mostly ready pre-pandemic um, or like mo almost just about done. And then the pandemic pushed them back. They're getting pushed again because of uh, fears of uh, the Delta variant and maybe other variants and just the worldwide box office not being at totally 100%. Um, so... Yeah, those got moved. Um, also, the uh, Johnny Knoxville Jackass movie. Uh, I think it's Jackass 4. It's called Jackass Forever. Uh, got pushed to February 4th, 2022, um, instead of October 22nd. Um, I'm not, I don't really care about this movie whatsoever, but I will say every movie I've seen for like the past three months at least there's been a jackass trailer beforehand. So I was very surprised they moved it because I was like, Hmm, it felt like you're really trying to get people to go see this. And now you're pushing it away. Um, so yeah, all their movies are kind of moving around. It seems like these are all paramount pictures. Uh, I think, yeah, that leaves 2021 without any more, any more. I don't know if they've had any, paramount releases in 2021 from paramount pictures um their next first big feature is a movie i'm really looking forward to scream the fifth i think it's the fifth in the scream franchise um i'm excited for that because the scream movies i think are the perfect parodies of their own genre like they're also horror movies but they're the perfect parodies of the horror genre as well uh, that will be the first Paramount picture we see in a really long time. Uh, all that comes from kind of news that, or I should say rumors. Um, there, there'd been some buzz for like the past two weeks that Venom, Let There Be Carnage was going to be delayed um, so much. So there were so many rumors about it that people were advertising it as fact that it had been delayed. And I was looking it into it and I was like, hmm, that art, the, this source isn't super credible. And so I, I never talked about it, but I, I was always keeping an eye on it. I was waiting for uh, one of the one of the big news outlets to say something or Sony themselves to say that Venom had been delayed. I was waiting for it. I was I was expecting it, but it didn't happen. Instead, Venom Let There Be Carnage will open in theaters earlier than expected. So if Paramount Pictures moved their movies because they thought Venom moved and they were like, oh, well, if Sony's scared, maybe we should be scared too. That um, there used to be the, the big six movie theater chains, movie theater studios, not movie theater chains, movie theater studios. Um, I'm not talking about the theaters. I'm talking about the, the people that make the movies. Um there used to be the big six movie theater studios. Uh, of course, now Fox is part of Disney. So now I guess it's the big five. Um, 
And so I guess Sony and Paramount kind of being the lower two on the totem pole. Um, Paramount was like, oh, if Sony's going to delay, maybe we should just delay ours also. I don't know if they actually were looking at Sony's decisions. But if they were, it's unfortunate because Sony did the opposite. They didn't delay Venom. They moved Venom up from October 15th to October 1st. Um, it was really interesting. I still had it written in my list to come out in September. Um, Venom, I've really lost track of. It's moved around so much. I lose track of it every time. Uh, but I think they were very pleased. Uh, when was this announced? September 6th? Yeah, I think the box office numbers of Shang-Chi came out and they saw it and they were like, all right, let's release another superhero movie a month later. Uh, let's do it. Because Shang-Chi was successful. Venom 2 could be successful. Go for it. Uh, yeah, I don't disagree with their logic. Um so October 1st, that's exciting. I, I'm excited to go see it. Um, it's going to have Carnage, which is a character we've never really seen in movies. And we very, I'm trying to think if we've ever seen on movies and TV. I can't think of Carnage showing. There's a few Spider-Man episodes on TV in the various versions of Spider-Man. I think that have Carnage. It's not a high quantity, though. So cool that we're getting a whole movie with Carnage. Um, upcoming releases. I think there's a cool list that uh, Variety has here. Uh, wide distribution movies that are upcoming. There's not that many for the rest of the year. Just a heads up. Uh, Malignant. That's a horror movie. Dear Evan Hansen seems really interesting. Uh, the Adams Family 2. I think that's the animated one, uh, but it has an asterisk on it um it'll be same day streaming and uh theater releases uh venom let there be carnage the last duel still coming out this year eternals american underdog the kurt warner story um and scream that's not right hmm Maybe it's the next one per studio. That's what it's got to be. The next one per studio. Uh, because Spider-Man's... That's at least one movie I can think of off the top of my head that should be on this list. Um, I also... Dune. Dune should be on it. Yeah, so those are... From each studio, that's what's coming out next. Um, over the kind of the rest of the year uh but there are other movies coming out dune we know is out there matrix 4 hasn't been delayed yet uh we also have spider-man no way home so there's some really exciting ones just off of those three i don't quite know what else isn't i don't know if that um richard king richard um serena williams's dad uh, that movie with Will Smith. Um, I don't know if that movie was delayed or what, what happened to it. Um, but otherwise it might still come out this year. Could be a good sorts movie. Um, I think I explained how much potential that movie had when I was talking about the trailer. Uh, looks like a really solid trailer. Uh, talking about... Marvel rumors. Venom didn't get delayed. It got moved up, in fact. Well, you know what? 
Uh, I didn't see it, but I am told Screen Rant wrote an article about it. I don't use Screen Rant very often, but Screen Rant wrote an article uh, that there was a deleted tweet, a now deleted tweet to Keanu Reeves from Marvel Studios tweeting him happy birthday. Normally, that doesn't necessarily mean anything, but you kind of expect Marvel Studios makes a very niche market of movies. So you kind of expect them to only wish happy birthday to its own characters and stars, you know? So it would be a little weird that they just wish a popular actor happy birthday. I don't see them wishing Dwayne The Rock Johnson happy birthday, and he's the most paid actor of like the past three years. And they're not wishing him happy birthday. So why are they wishing Keanu Reeves a happy birthday? Well, Keanu Reeves, obviously very well-known actor from the 80s, has kind of had this resurgence uh, with John Wick, Toy Story 4, Bill and Ted, Face the Music, um, upcoming with The Matrix Resurrections, more John Wick. Uh, apparently, uh, he has been in talks. Where, where does it say? Uh, Marvel UK and Ireland tweeted out, Keanu Reeves has had a career resurgence in recent years, and that was in no small part to the John Wick series of films. Keanu celebrates his 57th birthday today and hopefully gets presents. Lots of presents. Is one of those presents a Marvel movie? A Marvel casting call? Um, and so they deleted the tweet, maybe just because the rumors it was calling, and that's probably all it is, is rumors. But there is the idea where is it um where where is this thing there's a um oh i thought it was in this article i can't find the line but kevin feige and keanu reeves i believe it's been confirmed have had uh yeah here we are uh, Kevin Feige has even said they've talked with Keanu Reeves about nearly every MCU film, but they're waiting for the perfect role from um, Moon Knight to Wolverine to Ghost Rider to Namor. Uh, I think all our choices we would love to see him in. Of course, Moon Knight went to Oscar Isaac. Um, so if it's Wolverine, Ghost Rider and Namor, like th those would be awesome. That'd be great. Um, let like let's do it. Um, it's only a matter of time before Keanu Reeves enters the MCU, and I gotta tell you, I think he's already cast as someone. I don't know who it is. It could be anyone, um, but I think he is cast as someone. Um, th th there's been this rumor going around for a while, and some of the rumors that go around, the way they're worded. It sounds like something did happen, but they're not going to confirm anything until they get much closer to the movie. They might even wait to reveal it until the trailer drops. Um, could you imagine them reveal a trailer without us knowing like a lead actor or something? That'd be cool. Uh, <laughs> I'd be with that. And then they don't drop the trailer in general and Spider-Man No Way Home all over again. Um, but yeah. Um, it would be 
it would be a shame if we went one week without talking about the Scarlett Johansson Disney lawsuit, isn't it? There's been no developments there that have been super public, I should say. But there might be some cost uh, to Disney from this. Um, a recent report from uh, states that Scarlett Johansson's lawsuit could hinder the Russo brothers from making another Marvel movie. They made Captain America, the winter soldier, Captain America, civil war, Avengers, infinity war, Avengers Endgame, four very popular Marvel movies. And, uh, but it's really interesting because they basically said that they're putting their plans to make another Marvel movie on hold due to the problems that are happening between Scarlett Johansson and Disney. Um, I have tried to explain the situation about what's going on there. Um, the contract dispute, basically. Um, Scarlett Johansson says because of the day and date release, um, she did not get the money she was owed due to the truncated box office and piracy opportunities. Uh, Disney saying her contract never included an exclusive theatrical release. Uh, which I mean, one of those is true. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, the, the Russo brothers though, they're, they're staying out of the Disney PR fire until they can have it settled. Um, Kevin Feige has voiced his discontent about what happened. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, I'm not too sure. Uh, at first I was totally like, against disney but then disney started quoting lines from the contract saying like it does not say an exclusive theatrical release model it doesn't say that and we even gave her money based on the streaming model that we weren't entitled to get that she wasn't entitled to by the contract standards and i was like oh well maybe there's a <laughs> i see their argument now um so so i don't know i see both sides of it but the truth is without seeing the actual contract in front um it's hard to have a definitive position i think i mean obviously her lawyers think she has a case so there's got to be something more to it um oh yeah elizabeth olsen also voiced her discontent about it uh, but the Russo brothers uh, in 2019 were talking about how I keep saying I, Secret Wars, be, that maybe they would direct a Secret Wars movie uh, because that was one of the first books that I really fell in love with as a kid. This notion of, you know, event storytelling. And I think that's part of the reason that we gravitate so strongly towards these event films and these ensemble films uh, is the notion that you can contain so many different characters and so many different points of view and galvanize them around a story point is really compelling. And I agree. And I think they've uh, juggled it pretty well considering civil war, infinity war and Endgame have the largest number of characters compared to any of the other MCU films. <laughs> uh, so I think they juggled them very well. Uh, so if there is another event film, I'm all for it. And I kind of feel the same way. I mean, uh, I kind of fell in love with comics with the Civil War storyline, uh, which is very eventized. And um, then I went, I was like, oh, what other events could I go read? And then I went to go read Infinity Gauntlet. Then I went to go read Secret Wars. And then it happened to be around the same time that, um, well, and then there was Secret Wars too. But then there was the Secret Wars that was going on in the comics just a few years ago. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm with the, the Marvel events. Although I think nowadays 
they're they're really getting carried away with the events. It feels like every other month there's a new event, especially with the X-Men right now. <laughs> um, so I don't know what's going on there. But yeah, hopefully they can get situated because I do think the Russo brothers can make Marvel movies. Um, some of their other movies maybe are more middle, mid-tier. Uh, but they did a good great job with the Marvel movies. And I should be clear, I they didn't direct most of the the other movies that have come out with their Agbo productions on it. They're just producers on it. So it's slightly different. But um they the the Marvel ones they turned out that they actually directed turned out really well in my opinion. Uh, so I think that's where we're going to go ahead and end the show here. Kind of a long one back to the old times, uh, next week. I don't think any new movies are coming out. Maybe I'll be blindsided again. Um, it's been hard to pay attention. Like I said, I've been super busy and I'm going to continue being super busy for like the next month or so. Uh, so th this will kind of be, um, a little haphazard with, uh, the, the movies week to week, but, I think next week I'm finally going to get an opportunity to go watch Jungle Cruise. Uh, so hopefully that is next week's review. If not, so be it. Um, that will be next week. And then uh, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, oh, don't forget Friday. Uh, Friday. 6 p.m. Eastern time. We'll be talking what if episode six and Titans episode seven. I forget. <laughs> what if episode six Titans episode seven, I think is where we're at. Um, that will be this Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Jungle Cruise will be next Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Tune in for those. I'm Joshua Troop. This is Unanimous Indecision. We'll catch you next time.